Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sitting across from Rico Beard, Jim Costa, what's up? We're going to have some fun today. It's a Friday. We have Who Said It. Three o'clock, I've got four players, the core four for the Lions, to take care of and pay in the coming years. Rico has debated it already. We'll do it as a show at three o'clock. It's a good core. It's, it's a good core, but I like half. Okay. And I replace the other half, and, and I think that I could get some people to, to believe. You know what? Yeah. Okay. We'll have that conversation in about an hour. Let's start with Sacred Cows. This has been a conversation, as everything changes in the world of sports, is there nothing left sacred? Rumors this week about the NCAA tournament. Every year it's going to get bigger. They're going to expand. They're going to add more teams. NBA All-Star Weekend, it's always something different, right? You got G-Leaguers competing in the Rising Star Challenge, G-Leaguers in the dunk contest. College football playoff went from 4 to 12. Will it stay at 12? I don't know. Maybe it'll be 16 or 32 someday. What in sports do you deem to be a sacred cow, something you never want to see changed ever? Well, here's the thing. This all kind of stemmed from the fact of the NBA All-Star Weekend. And maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm on an island. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. You can call in and complain. I may be yelling at clouds. 248-539-9797. NBA All-Star Weekend was appointment must-watch viewing. That was, man, it, the dunk contest and the superstars that were in the game and the three-point contest. And yeah, I'm old enough to remember. As I, I was telling you guys, there's still arguments to this day from who won between Jordan and Dominique. Like, because people wanted to do this. The, the players wanted to do this. Now the players want to go. They don't want to participate. They don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's been so watered down that you got two G-leaguers in the game. Quick, who won slam dunk last year? Was it Matt McClung? Yeah. Cookies for the win. It was the white guy with ups. Yeah. But it's like. Yeah, Kenny, that's right. Our guys. You just, you know, the rising stars game, don't care. I It's, it's just nothing about this game that. I want to watch. Yeah, they've tinkered it, it, with it, it so many different ways. It's, it's been it's bastardized itself so badly, it's gone. So there are other things. It's like, okay, can you know what? Enough's enough. Can we just stop it right here? No more expansion. The NCAA college basketball tournament, we're done. When you did the play-in games, I thought it was a cute way for bubble teams. Okay, couple games down in Dayton. I can live with that. I can live with those games. No biggie. But no more. 
you went to, from 64 to 68. Okay. Now they're talking about maybe doubling it, going to either 96 or oh. doubling it. So we're going to put like a third of every team in. Everybody, at this point, Come everybody on. gets a trophy and orange slices and juice boxes. What because are- it, it's just opening itself up. You, you have to. I, I know I'm sounding like old guy. Enough. I, I, I want my tournament the way it is. I like it, the 64 bracket. I think that's enough mm-hmm. because here's what I think. You do need – you got to be good in order to get in there. It shouldn't just be for everybody because pretty soon it's going to end up looking like the NBA and the NHL where it almost seems like everybody makes playoffs. Football is this close from making well, it. That's the one I wanted to bring up. Okay, four four was always silly. With five at the time, five power conferences to put four yeah. playoff teams in. It was begging for controversy, and you weren't ever and truly settling it on the field. Plus Notre Dame. I thought eight might have been a sweet spot. They picked 12. Fine, 12's enough to include maybe a, a little guy here or there. But no more than 12. I know it's a fool's errand because they're probably going to end up adding more. But Rico, see, if you what is sacred... To me, can we at least let this 12-team playoff breathe? Because I do think it's going to be a sweet <laughs> spot. But they're gonna... <laughs> nothing stays. Everything changes. 248-539-9797. What do you want to see stay exactly the same in sports? Because the NBA All-Star Weekend, you're right, it was Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Now it's East and West again. Hockey, Kenny, your sport, they did North American All-Stars against the world back in the day. All these sports like to put their special spin on things and add more teams to the field. What in sports is sacred to you? I mean, I remember when the NFL Pro Bowl was actually fun to watch. When what, How far Sh- back are we going? Uh, when Sean, Sean Taylor. Yeah, when Sean Taylor killed the punter. Yep. But they were hit. I mean, think about that now. Like, First of all, everything about that play wouldn't have happened because it's basically two-hand touch. And Sean Taylor went out there, and and it would have been a legal hit. But it was fun to watch. It was like, okay, it's the Pro Bowl, and players took pride in it. And now it's it's just an event. It You know what the Pro Bowl is? Exactly what it is. It's just something for you guys to do for the fans. Dodgeball. I mean, what what's next? Rock, paper, scissors? It's just like, okay, it's not as fun as it used to be. But, yeah, the turn – oh, just wait. College football? That all depends on what the Big Ten and the SEC wants to do. That's that's a topic for down the road, but the Big Ten and the SEC, even ESPN, if if you read the fine print, oh, well, they just re-up for this billion-dollar contract. With the exception, we're waiting to hear what the Big Ten and SEC have to say. That's in small print because I got a feeling those two are going to break off, and that's where you're going to see your 18 tournament, just eight teams between those two. That's all we're going to have, but right – 12 teams, yes. I think it's going to eventually go to 16. Mm-hmm. It's be- They left it in there. Just like when they went to four, you knew you're not going to leave it at four. 12 is a weird number. But, okay, with college football specifically, folks are going to have for a second. There's the trade-off with the regular season. What most purists love about college football, or loved past tense, that the regular season meant so much. If you lost a game, your season could end. They've traded that in for a better postseason. No. And, I, and I, Rico, I don't know this to be true until it plays out, but I think 12 is the sweet spot. You go to 16 or more, now you can lose three, four, five regular season games. Can't do that. I thought he was in Mexico. I thought he wasn't here. Where? Why is he here? Look, 
Oh, is that a micism? <laughs> Here's the thing. Cookies, as I tell Mike. Here's what happens in college football. It's gonna. It's the one element. It's, it's what I really love about college hoops, because you have the 60-18 tournament. MSU can go out and play a rough schedule. If Tom Izzo played a schedule like you do in college football every year, we would think he was a blue blood program because every year he would just stack up and play the U of D's of the world and just beat up <laughs> on them. Right. But you actually go out and you play Arizona. You actually go out and you play Duke. You play Kentucky. You play Kansas. Rico, I like that. You will get that in college football because here's the thing. At 12, and if it goes to 16, you can now afford to have the air quote good loss because you lost on the road to a team that's going to be in there as well. Right. That's why I like it. Because right now, I hate the fact that it's almost like, how can we come up with the easiest schedule but make it look like we were really trying, but we really weren't? No, the four-team well ran its course. I'm very much on board with 12 teams. I want to incentivize a tough game in the non-con. I want better matchups week in and week out. I don't want to water down the regular season too much. I think 12 is the sweet spot, so I would make the 12-team one of my sacred cows. 248-539-9797. But we've seen so much change in sports. The Rose Bowl is not what it once was. Right? You start looking around at things we used to hold as sacred cows or things that you could never change, and they very quickly change. Kenny, what's one for you? One for me, and it has to be. They fiddled with it a little bit, but the NHL playoffs, the 16 teams, the they've done like the one versus eight, the two versus seven. They've done it all format-wise, but the 16 teams just stick with that. I think it's the most, and this is me being biased, I will fully admit, I think it's the best playoff in all of professional sports. And they haven't changed a ton about it. They haven't expanded it. They haven't led more teams. They haven't done much of anything with it. Kenny, I'll give you that. That is probably, I think, that in the NCAA tournament. And Don't touch. No, no, here's why. It's, they're, they're better because there's no respect of what your seed was or who you beat or you came in as a number one seed. Don't care. Take this L, and you can leave. If the NHL added a play-in tournament, I would vomit. That's terrible. That's the worst idea ever. I hate that. But I think it's the best uh, playoff in professional sports. We've seen all these playoffs expand, right? The NFL added the seventh seed. Uh, We've seen baseball add extra wild card teams. When is enough enough? What is something you refuse? You'll go kicking and screaming. Keep your grubby hands off it. Don't change this element of sports. Get to Jeff. Jeff, you're on 97.1. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, for me, it's uh, March Madness. It's the tournament. This is why we have an NIT, right? Um, you know, if you don't make the tournament, you go to the NIT or you buy your way into another tournament. Uh, you know, and, and the fallacy here, and, and this is the thing that really drives me crazy about all this expansion, um, especially in college sports, is this fallacy that if you expand the tournament or you expand the number of teams to make the playoffs, Colorado State and the, you know, uh, Mountain West teams are going to get in. They're not. You're going to see seven SEC teams yep. and six Big Ten teams. Yep. And and we've already, we already saw this. We already witnessed this with the expansion of the NCAA basketball tournament from 32 to 64. Now, now instead of three Big Ten teams getting in, we're getting seven, right? And, mm-hmm. and yeah, some small kids, schools get in. But if you look at the history of the tournament, it's still the big school that are getting to the final four and winning. 
And this idea that it's going to be more inclusive or it's going to be more equitable or balanced is just a fallacy. Yeah, the because, big schools because, carry the day. So why not have a smaller number and a more a competitive play? And I would argue yeah, it is already equitable. If you win your conference, you get yourself in the tournament. If you don't, you get thrown to the wolves. Right. And there's already breathing room for the, the big conferences to get a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth team. To expand to where we need the ninth Big Ten team in seems ludicrous. No, but as far as college football, think about it. I'm excited already. I'm not even a Michigan fan, but I'm excited for week two, Michigan-Texas. Yep. You want to see that game. You don't want to see, you know, Ohio State Bowling Green doesn't move the needle. But if you tell me... You know, Ohio State's going to take on Florida State. Oh, you know what? Let's change our plans. I want to watch this game. If you expand college football, it allows you to play those types of games so you don't get punished. Because in college football, if you're not perfect, you only get to lose one. But at most teams, if you lose one, you're done. Think about it. It's what made Michigan special for them. Everybody was waiting for them to lose one because you know what happened. If Michigan would have lost one game, been held against they them. were out. Mm-hmm. They were not going to go to the playoffs. They had to be perfect. I like the fact you can go out and play some teams. You can beat some teams. It shows you what you are early. If you're a fan and you got a season tickets, you want to go to that game. You don't want to go see them playing UNLV. No, that's an example of a good change. From 4 to 12 is a good change because of the Michigan-Texas game and better non-conference games and better Saturday in, Saturday out product. I think another change, and there was a fight about this a year ago, I think the pitch clock was a good change. Not all change is bad. Uh, you know, uh, Not all change is bad, Rico. Yeah. Instead of wasting my time out there, guy, throw the ball. More of your responses. 248-539-9797. What are you refusing do not change this in sports. 97-1. Everything's on the table. We have seen so much change in sports in such a short amount of time, right? So, Rico, think about it. you got the NBA All-Star Weekend. They've gone east and west. They've done the team captain routine. They've changed the dunk contest, the three-point shootout. They're involving people from WNBA in the three-point contest. Rising stars now meet G-leaguers. NBA All-Star Weekend, very different. Baseball, they had a pitch clock, NCAA tournament. Every year around this time, we hear rumors, you know, that field is 68, maybe it'll be 96. And I go, pry it from my cold, dead hands. 68 is borderline too much as it is. College football, you've gone from four teams to 12 teams. That's where the line in the sand is for me. Don't you dare go to 16 or 24. I think you found the sweet spot where the regular season and gives you know, me bigger su- matchups, but don't water it down. You know, real subtly, that field of 68 got expanded, and we just didn't realize. I There's know. now four playing games, not two. I, I, Rico, I know. So They our, just don't give you the number, but do the math. So our question, a pretty open-ended start to the Friday, what in sports is a sacred cow? What I mean by that, what we mean is something that you think shouldn't be touched should never be changed. Kenny says 16 teams in the NHL playoffs. Don't you dare take what the best postseason in all the sports, Kenny, and change it. What are those things to you? I think people here would have said the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl has to stay on on New Year's Day and has to remain part of the playoff picture, the national title picture. We've seen some watered-down Rose Bowls in the last couple years. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe nothing's sacred. Maybe the answer is money is just going to take all of the things that we think are right and we'll be change. gluttonous and change them and add and water them down. I'm not a big fan of the the new NFL playoff. Seven teams. The seven teams, it's weird because once once you go the odd number, you know what that means. Eventually, you're going to go eight. Now, it was just That's it's half the too teams. many. I like the fact that you need to be semi-elite in order to make the playoffs. That it means something that you made it. That's why, you know, when you look and you start going to 16, and it's like, okay. Like, in the NBA, it seems like everybody makes the playoffs. And it's like 10 teams make the – 10 teams are in the lottery, and everybody else is in the playoffs. You don't get to go outside and play, so you nerds figure out who you want next year. That's yeah. what it feels like for the NBA. But for NFL, I'm not a big fan. I would hope that they don't expand again. And I don't have the empirical data because it's just happened. Yeah, but it's new. I I don't know if you is – it, is it good to be a one seed or not? Because, you know, you saw San Fran come out this year. They were rusty. Mm-hmm. Green Bay was juiced up after beating Dallas. Like – the Ravens never really got back on that track that they were at the end of the season. Yep. The Ravens were unstoppable. And then you come to a grinding halt. You've earned that week off. But did you really want, maybe you wanted to play in that week. David, what are people saying? Never moved the Rose Bowl from being at Rose Bowl Stadium after going there against oh. Alabama. The a- atmosphere is unbelievable. Didn't uh, didn't Stephen A. have that opinion the next day? He's like, you know what? Move it to SoFi. Put it SoFi so my travel's easier. It's hard. Come on, Stephen. No. I understand. It's hard to get there. Have you ever gone? I, I, no, I haven't. It's it's a pain. They, you got to come up with a better tr- egress for traffic because you're going to sit for hours to get like if the game starts at three o'clock their time, you better be leaving your hotel room at eleven, and you may get there for kickoff. So you want to change it? You want to move it? All right, Rico wants to move the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I'm just saying it's David is horrible. It's two lane high. It's two lane streets. It's like you get some cops out there. Get something to get the flow of traffic going. You can't just use a regular stoplight when there's a. A whole bunch of people trying to get to this one little place. Someone says, don't ever change the captains lifting the Stanley Cup first. It is one of the cool things with hockey that the owner doesn't get the trophy first. The players do. And it's that tradition, right? The captain, then who does he give the cup to first? That's exactly that tradition, too, I've always enjoyed is the players who they choose to hand it off to. That needs to stay. It's not always like the assistant captain or the... Sometimes it's like a vet who's his first Stanley Cup. I think Stevie handed it to Scotty Bowman in 2000, you know? I mean, it's whoever they choose. I've always enjoyed that. That tradition, that's another sacred cow. Never change the Masters being at Augusta National. This should always be one of the four majors hosted there. Ken in Florida. I think that's pretty safe. Yeah. I don't think that's going anywhere. Uh, Someone else says Michigan-Ohio State being the last game of the Big Ten regular season is sacred to me. That is from Mike. You want to say it or should I say it? You know what? Here's the thing. I'll say it. I know it's not popular, but I've been saying this for decades. Especially now that college football has changed. I think you should move that game from the last week. Here's why. It hurts. It hurts the loser in that game. If you played that game like the Red River shootout where Texas and Oklahoma could play early on, you can recover from the loss. You can run the table. 
and you both can make a playoff bid. But now it may be a little different. Now you go from 12 teams, but once again, Ohio State, if they won and they beat Michigan this year, Ohio State's in playoff, Michigan's out. You still got two good teams, but because you played last, it's going to hurt you. Yeah, I've looked at And it. here's the other thing about that game. I know. I'm just stepping in the Rose Garden now. Play it at night. Some, not all the time, but like this year, if you have a top five matchup, be primetime about it. Play that thing at night under the lights. Make it special. 12 o'clock games are the appetizers of college football. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know Fox has tried to make big noon kick off the primetime window, but most big games in sports generally are played at night. Right. It's a bigger stage. You got the whole day to look forward to the game. It seems sacrilegious because Michigan and Ohio State forever and ever and ever and always will play at noon and, and always saying, the last Saturday, and, but and, I don't think it has to be that way. And, and what I'm saying is if it's just a regular matchup, fine. But if it's a matchup like last year, more eyeballs play that thing at night well and the point about michigan ohio state the last week the big Ten's going divisionless right Mm -hmm. so there's a world where the two best teams rematch back-to-back weeks maybe you think it's presumptuous michigan ohio state won't always be the two best teams no but in the history of this conference more often than not they're at the very end of the line fighting for the for the for the spot for the big 10 title if you play that game in say october if they have to rematch it doesn't feel like you just watched this a week ago. Mm-hmm. It keeps the meaning of the game. Texas, Oklahoma, play in October. Alabama, Tennessee, what's that third Saturday in October? Always in October. It's okay. Yeah. Alabama, Georgia, never play each other. <laughs> Let me read a couple more here. You cannot change the Lions playing on Thanksgiving. I agree. Then another one, Scott and Carlton said. Can you, that- can, can you change the Lions losing on Thanksgiving? Please, yes. <laughs> Scott and Carlton says, definitely don't change morning sports talk host. Just kidding. Best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that stony guy there forever. Him and Jansen. Monday morning. So is it the theme song, Hail to the Victors? Oh, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I like this one. For a change, he says. One change I wouldn't mind seeing for all major sports is all the best records in the league, and the seeding them accordingly. So maybe you get KC and Buffalo in the Super Bowl, the Celtics and the 76ers in the finals. So no conferences, no divisions. Yep. So just the best team. Hmm. So you play in a regular season, probably conferences, and then you... I don't love it. I don't feel like it's it's as bad as some of the other changes, though. Kenny, I'm, Kenny I'm not a fan you're repulsed either. over there. I'm just thinking about, like, let's say an Eastern Conference hockey team or basketball team plays a Western Conference team. Like, every third game is going to be in a different time. Kenny, it's be a Kenny we have these things called Jets. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, watching as a, as oh, a, okay. as a fan. Okay. I'll be staying up till 10 o'clock every other night. Won't someone think of poor Kenny Cobb? Ah. <laughs> All right, guys, this is a football Friday. We've got football next, 97-1. Jimmy G has tested positive for PD. <laughs> Was he using the right ones? Per Ian Rappaport, former from the NFL, the suspension is now official. Jimmy G is suspended for the first two games of the 2024 regular season for violating the policy on performance-enhancing substances. Here's what's key to this, though, is they can now void 
the contract that he had and he signed with the Raiders and they can save now $11 million by doing that this year. So the old Mel Tucker clause, we're going to wait for you to do something stupid so we can void this contract and you can save us from us. Yeah, I saw that he took something that wasn't prescribed. Some medication that he used that he didn't have an actual prescription for. So that's why he had the two games. Dude, if you're going to cheat, at least win. Don't cheat. Saying, could have fooled me. If I was him, I'd go, in my defense, look at how I played this year. There was no performance enhancing going on. I played for the Raiders. I had to be high. Come on. Seriously. So he's waived. He wasn't going to be he there be anyway. Waived. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about another player that may be waived, may not be waived. Interesting because this happened last year. It's Joe Mixon. Rumors again have surfaced that the Bengals were set or are set to release him. But Mixon is refuting that rumor on Twitter, responding to one of the reporters saying, laughing out loud, y'all said this last year too. That's clown behavior. Now they uh, released him this year. Uh, Well, first of all, there's a $3 million roster bonus due on March 16th. If they decide to release him, that would save $6 million under the cap. So we'll know more about this later. Yeah, we will. He's laughing at the report saying they may release him. Last year, the same thing happened. Report came out. They had eventually worked out a deal, and they kept him. Is it just time for Joe Mixon to go? I mean, they have T. Higgins to pay for. Joe Burrow got an extension. It's just time, right? I mean, at this point, this is where players have to decide how much do you still want to keep playing in the league on this certain team? Because that number that you really want, you're not the main guy. So if you come up with a reasonable number, yeah, you could come back. But you walk in there saying, I, I want, you know, some Saquon type. No, no, we're good. You can leave. There's a the door. Mixon will be 28 going into next season. Oh, my goodness. That's for a running back? It's ancient. Ugh. Fossilized. Uh, did have 1,000 yards. Does catch the ball out of the backfield. He's good. He's, He's a good. player. The thing is, if, if you're Joe Mixon, don't. Price yourself out of the Cincinnati market, and you—they'll work with them, and you can stay. But you're not a high priority for them. Well, let's talk about the high priority. Let's talk about his current teammate at the moment. We'll see. It's T. Higgins. The report from the Athletics says writing is on the wall, and all expectations are for the Bengals to use the tag on Higgins. Now, here's what's interesting here, and I did not know this. Part of Joe Burrow's contract, he has a number of $29.7 million for this year. So basically, they baked it in mm-hmm. to where they can tag Higgins and still fit him in under the Burrow extension. But just for the one year. Yeah. But my question to you is, do they just decide to trade him? Is he on the roster, on the Bengals roster, come September of 2024? <laughs> if the Bengals are smart, no, he's not. If the Bengals are smart... Wide receivers are not the end-all, be-all. There are only a couple that you got to make sure you keep around. He's not one. And if you think that I'm making this up, Kansas City let go of Tyreek Hill and went back-to-back and won two Super Bowls. You don't miss wide receivers. You can replace them. Is it going to be difficult? Yeah, that's what your scouting department is for. So, yes, if the Bengals are smart, you franchise him this year if you want one more go-around because Burrow was hurt and you thought maybe we missed out on something. But this is it. 
And if somebody offers you a deal for them, you take it. Yeah, I mean, how many high-profile receivers can you pay top dollar? They already have Jamar Chase. Their quarterback's getting paid. Tough decisions. I don't think he's there long-term. I think Rico's right. It's one year, and if someone blows him away, you trade him. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into this story because everything's starting to leak out about the Patriots' QB room. The room was, quote-unquote, toxic. Oh, you don't say. This is what Albert Breer reports, that uh, Bailey Zappi would sometimes watch tape in the receiver room and not the quarterback room. Quote, Mac Jones was like was well-liked early on, but over time lost support in the building. The quarterback room was in the last the last two years got toxic to the point where Bailey Zappi was watching in the receiver room. Well, are you surprised that this is coming out? They're moving on from Mac Jones. This is what always happens. They start moving on from a guy, and now this stuff starts coming out. Yeah, you get the real story. What was going on behind the scenes? But then I'm always leery because if that was the case, why didn't you say something when it was going on? It's like the ex. Like, all of a sudden, you find out, oh, but she couldn't do this. And she was like, whoa. Oh. Yeah, you were telling me how much in love you were with her six months ago. Yeah. I'm not buying that. But that's the Belichick, Fort Knox. Nothing gets out. Nothing gets in. They don't share anything. Now that he's gone, I bet you we hear more stuff. But see, if that's the case, then I don't think that uh, Mayo's going to be long for coach because you can't keep this shit well, they tight. Don't, but they don't want Mac Jones anymore, so it won't matter in the end, right? So yeah. is this is all Mac's fault? Is that what the story is? Yeah, so out, yeah. But, right, but now you just devalued Mac Jones. So you can't get anything for him. So that's dumb because now, even if I was interested, I would sit there and say, Jim, let's wait. They'll release him. We'll get him then. Backup QB next year somewhere else? Yeah, he's a backup QB. I mean, he he can play the game, and he's a guy that if you needed him to go in there for three to four games because your quarterback was down, you know what? Four games. Win Win us two. Split it. We're good. So we're talking about sacred cows. Let's go old school for a quick minute because the Jets are set to have new jerseys in the next season, in 2024, and everyone loved their old school, the Jets' old school jerseys, right? Everyone loved the Oilers' jerseys. So what old school uniform do you think should become permanent? Hmm. NFL or all sports? NFL. I, I really like the Eagles' Kelly Green. If that was their primary, I think that'd be a good look. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I, I see that. Not a big fan. I kind of like their newer jersey with the black incorporated in there. What about uh, Seattle? Throw it back to like the Steve Largett, the, the brighter blues. I like that. Um, you know what I do? I, they're no good, but I, I like the old uh, the Patriots. With the gigantic Patriots snapping the red, oh, snapping the red, red white. Yeah, the red and white jerseys. And I also like the Broncos. The orange jerseys that they used to rock back in the day with Craig Morton as a quarterback. Yeah, I like those jerseys. So, yeah, I, I would go with that. So, let's close it out with this here. It is the 2023 NFL Draft Redraft. So, with this, there's no trade. I just want to go over a few things that okay. may have happened in the redraft. Number one, C.J. Stroud. Stroud. Yep. Number two, Will Levis. What? Texans would Why? take Will Levis in the redraft? I'm confused with that. I, I guess, don't understand that. You know what? I guess they're saying that they would need a quarterback, and he's still better than, than Bryce Young. But Anthony Richardson say, in the redraft goes four. We didn't see him. Mm. Saw him a little. Rich Richardson is still a little bit of a mystery because you thought he was about to do something, and just when he got right there, 
Done for the year. Number three, Puka Nakua would go to the Cardinals. I think that makes mm. sense. Oh, uh, mm. Offensive Rookie of the Year behind I, Stroud. I, I, um, there's a person you're missing. Okay, who am I missing? Keep going. Who's four? Oh, you said Anthony Richardson. Who's five? Yeah. Devin Witherspoon would go there still. Really? Yep. It's fine. I didn't think. Okay. I'm sorry. Did Will Anderson die? Hold on. Number six would be, be the Lions because there's no trade backs. There's no none of that. Yeah. Rashi Rice. What? <laughs> Number seven, the Raiders would take Jalen Carter. I'm sorry, what? Will Anderson. Number eight, the Falcons would take Kobe Turner. Okay, good. Number nine, the a, Bears would take Will Anderson. He was a defensive player of the year. And he would still go number nine in the redraft. Do you know how angry I would be, even in the redraft, if the Lions pa- had a chance to take him and passed on him? I'm mad and it didn't happen. Like, how could you let this happen? We all wanted him last year. It was so obvious. The guy was going to be an instant success, and he was. And, and, and just of note, so people know, just so I can mention it, Detroit-based, 13, Brian Branch goes to the Packers. I can see him moving up. 18, the Lions still take Sam Laporta. See, I disagree with that. Knowing what we know now, that's this draft. Laporta is higher yeah, than he 18. he should go higher than 18. Agreed. And uh, at number 25, Jameer Gibbs goes Will to the Levis Giants. Will Levis went two. Yeah. You could have told me Laporta at two, and I could have made a better argument. I agree. Than Will Levis. I agree. Jaden Reed. Fi- you would get fired if you knew then what you know now and you still took him at two. You're fired. Jaden Reed, sorry. by the way, goes number 22 to the Ravens in this redraft. Yeah. Um, I mean, what? He was third round, second, third round. Yeah. he He's a... He was a steal that the Packers found, kind of like Branch here in Detroit. Somebody you got in the later round that's going to be a monster for you for years to come. And that is in football today. Coming up at 3 o'clock, the core four, the four Detroit Lions that I believe must be extended, re-signed in the coming years. David Ticket Text, what are people saying? The World Cup for soccer every four years. Don't ever change that. That is Victor in a car. Someone else says, I want to see 12 innings. I am tired of the man on being on second already. Give me 12 innings or more. Okay. You know what? See, I I like the man on second because that's a little bit of a strategy. Now, here's what I would like to see changed. I want the Super Bowl overtime rules to be every game overtime rules in the NFL. I agree with you. I mean, why just do it for the playoffs? How about we just do it in the regular season as well? It's kind of silly to me because we acknowledge, well, you got to do it that way in the playoffs because these games are really important. Aren't, um, aren't all of them. Um, the regular season games matter too. Yeah. You got to get in the playoffs. I mean, the fact that you had some players like, yeah, I thought if we scored a touchdown, that would be ball game. No, that's not how it works. And just make it. Across the board. And I know they're trying to shorten the game and not drag it out. You got and somewhere else to be? You got somewhere else to be? Cookies right there. That's why you're going we, to the morning show right there. Because where, when you bought the ticket, did, did you put a pie in the oven? Rico. What, 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 what do you got to rush home for? We wait all week. All week for one game, three to four hours. You tailgate. You make plans. You buy tickets. You set aside time on your Sunday. You don't have an extra 15 minutes to make sure we... We give both teams possession and, and How about decide this? the winner. How about this? If the game goes to overtime, you're already thinking, oh, my God, I got my money's worth and more. What a great game I'm at. 
I'm at an overtime game between the Lions and the Packers. Yeah. More football? Yes, please. Who's bummed? And Because if you've got a great game that gets to overtime, the least satisfying result is one team wins a coin toss, they score a touchdown, game's over. Well, what about the other side? Give them the ball. Let's add some drama. Let's settle it. Because, I mean, it's not like Detroit had that happen to them this year, did it? Yeah, it did happen to you. And here's the thing. When you look back in hindsight, maybe it moves you up to a different seed because you beat Seattle because you had a chance. Yeah. Seattle just drove it down, scored, touchdown, yep. ball game. See you guys later. Yep. Drive home safe. And, and remembering back to it, like the Lions, they should have played to win the game regulation. It's somewhat their own fault. But you're right. If the rule is the playoff rule, the Lions have a better chance to win that game. They get one more win. They put pressure on your Niners in the final week where they can't rest everybody. I'm not saying it's and, likely, and, but is there a scenario where that game is at Ford Field regardless? And maybe you sitting there with the number one seed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, the overtime rule, make that across the board. Because, yeah, you got screwed by that rule. David? John Sorry to bring back bad memories. People. John and Auburn Hill says, hey, guys, something sacred to me in sports is the men's lacrosse tournament. Oh, of course. It is the best 16 teams. Let it stay that way. <laughs> I think he's the only one that watches the men's lacrosse tournament. What time of year is the men's lacrosse tournament? It is in the is it spring. Spring, I believe. Yes. I'll go with that. Sure. I could be totally wrong on guessing. Is that. it just all Ivy League schools? I don't know why I'm asking this. No, I've seen Virginia in it. Okay. East Coast schools. Yeah. Uh, there are a handful of sports logos that I would consider sacred. Oh, we had a moment today before the show with that. <laughs> Rico knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, Rico thinks that the uh, wing wheel is not iconic. Oh, my God. That's not what I said, David. Don't you start. Don't you start this, David. <laughs> not what I said, David. I was First of all, I was just trying to get under Kenny's skin. There's you don't a, have to try very hard, Rico. You I, do it very quickly. I know, because when you walk away. No, I'm not doing this today. I am not doing this. I was going to yell at you. I didn't want to yell at you. There's a woman who redesigns logos for fun on TikTok, and she redesigned the Red Wing logo. And by all accounts, creative, kind of cool. I but like it's the, the winged wheel. You don't mess I, with the winged wheel. You just don't. Okay. I'm sorry, no, Rico, no, you don't. No, but what did I say? David and I said, okay, because we were talking about the Tigers and the, and the baseball. The City, the City Connect that are yeah. coming out, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? As a one-off type of thing, it's kind of cool. It's like the Lions logo with that helmet. Okay, I like that. Bring it out every now and then because it it was, you know, it had a lot of things that were Detroit and that were Red Wings in the logo. They put like an octopus tentacle. Right, in the, with the yeah. eight legs. Like, okay, I, I kind of like that. And you, No, never, never. Hockey elitists over here. Never. You don't know and, hockey. And now you're misrepresenting us. I don't mind put, trying things once in a while. I don't mind. I I do mind trying bad things once in a while. That is bad. That's Objectively bad. bad. It wasn't bad. It was Listen, bad. You want to mess with the National Predators logo? Knock yourself out. If they came out with a baseball cap, I would buy that cap. I like that. They cap. had to change when they did the uh, the Big House so the game at the Big House. I like those jerseys. Those uh, the Winter Classic jerseys. Mm -hmm. I thought those were really nice. Once in a while, try new things that are good, not bad. Does it bother you that they may wear red at Buckeye Stadium? Oh, the outdoor game. Next year. Doesn't bother me. I'm not a. Uh, right. I didn't really think about it. Like, you can't wear that's red. It's so I was like, 
Somebody was like, they, go, should, they should wear amazing, but like that's not their color. They'll probably go in their road uh, white jerseys, I would guess. Or is it a variation of those? Blue, so it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Sounds good to me. I like it. Wear red. I don't care. Uh, can we just get rid of ties in the NFL, for God's sakes? Every other major sports got rid of it, including hockey. Yeah, that's that's what I said. You go to, to the, death. go to those rules, and you don't really need the clock. Forget about the clock when you go to NFL overtime because it means nothing. But yeah, just each team gets a possession, and then it goes to sudden death after that. I know this doesn't go over well for a lot of fans, but I think the Super Bowl should be played on Saturday to give all the parties a day off. Now you know that what? is something sacred. Should it change? You know what? Let's not steal his thunder. I was going to say, we got Chris who wanted to make the same point. Chris, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I was just thinking Saturday would be a better day. You got two weeks in between the last game and the Super Bowl. No one says the Super Bowl has to be on Sunday, and then people would be off on Monday. I think there'd be more money spent. You know what? Here's what would happen, Chris. You would have more parties. You would be able to stay later. You could have more fun. Yeah. You could enjoy yourself. You could drink more if yeah. that's what you wanted to do. And you still have a day to recover before you got to go back to work. I like it. David hates it. No, because you're doing it the wrong way. Now, the way I want to do it, people probably don't want, is you just extend the regular season one week. And now you get to this weekend, which is President's Day weekend, and, and you gets already month. have Monday off. Oh, well, but at this point, that, though, yeah, that, that varies on where you work as far as yeah, David, some of us are going to be here on Monday off. morning oh, bright and early. So yeah. speak for yourself over there. Are you working Monday? Yeah, we're, we're starting this new show thing. Mm. It's going to be on the air Monday morning. I'll try and listen to it. You won't be up. Don't give me this patronizing. <laughs> You're sleep in. Roll out of bed. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven Lions. Who are the core players you got to keep no matter what? I've got four. It's ninety seven one. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1. That's just something about Kenny Cott. Telling people to keep their pimp hands strong. Makes your Friday great. <laughs> well, you know, Kenny, you think Black History Month, you think Kenny Cott. Of course. <laughs> Taking a bow over there. 97-1. We made it to Friday. Rico, there have been stories about Jared Goff extensions, potentially Amon Ross St. Brown extensions, and I sat down and I wanted to d- determine who are the guys who were irreplaceable on this team. The guys that when they come up, you're going to find a way to extend them. You'll do what you have to do with the salary cap. It's make-believe anyway. Now, you can't have a dozen guys because at some point you got to pay the piper. But I came up with a core four for the Detroit Lions moving forward. Any other name is debatable and negotiable. But the four guys to me that I'm offering up a contract extension the first chance I can are. But I saw. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson. Yep, two for two. I know this list, so I'll just go ahead and give it to you. Jared Goff. Yep, quarterback. It's an important position you can't do without. And you're going to say I'm on Ross St. Brown. Yes, those are my core four. Costa's core four. Hutchinson, Sewell, St. Brown, Jared Goff. Your franchise tackle in Panay Sewell. I think he is... The heart and soul of this team. No argument. He's a leader. He's elite. He's a mauler. He's the dude breaking him down in the huddle. He is a pillar. Yep. No matter what, you keep him at all costs. He might be one of one. Aiden Hutchinson, your only pass rusher. Hold on. David, am I allowed to speak upon this? Because you know I didn't go to the other school. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Yeah, you can talk on whatever no, no, you want. No, yeah, he's he's one. Well, I know when no, you no, talk about Hutchinson, you know, people... They, they hear what they want to hear. I, I, they know. And I know. the funniest thing was I remember when everybody jumped off the bandwagon, like, he's not playing his right position. Move him around, he'll be good. Guess what they did? Moved him around. Yeah, this guy's a double-digit yes. sack guy. But to answer your question, absolutely. Okay. So you're two for two so far. Two for two. Jared Goff. I think the debate is largely over. As someone who once waged the debate as loudly and obnoxiously as anybody at our radio station, I have laid down the sword. Jared Goff deserves an extension. There's some stability at that position. He went out and proved it in the postseason. Let me just finish with St. Brown, and if you have an issue with both, fine. St. Brown, to me, is everything you want a Detroit Lion to be. He is reliable and dependable. Third downs, red zone, Got to have it. Who did they go to to clinch their first playoff win in 30 years? Number 14, Amon Ross St. Brown. He will block. He will chip. He'll go to the jugs machine in his free time. He's as hard a working player, as gritty, as scrappy a player, and as productive a player as the Lions could hope for in that position. No, he's not 6'5". No, he doesn't run a 4'340", but he produces just about as well as anybody not named Chase and Jefferson among NFL receivers. I think he is a critical piece, and this offseason, going into his final year, I think they should get something done with him too. Now, you guys tell me, is four too many? Is four not enough? Do I have the wrong four? Who are the players that when we have these conversations on the station, 
that you go, oh, guys, it's not a question of how much we're going to get it done. 248-539-9797. I like your four. Two? You don't love the four, though. I don't love your four. Two, no-brainers. Your first two, no-brainer. Tackle, rush in. Got to have those in this in the modern-day NFL. Critical positions. Cookies, I'm going to allow you to sell me on golf. But not St. Brown. Now, golf, I get where you're going. Though Vegas doesn't think that highly of him, he works for you. He works for this team. This team's embraced to him. This offense is about him. And you do get Ben Johnson for another year because that was my biggest concern. Right. You know, what if Ben Johnson leaves? Don't have to worry about it. Looks like Ben Johnson may be here for a while. Could be. The fourth one, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on St. Brown. It's not because he wasn't everything that you said. It's not. I don't value the wide receiver position that high. I don't. And if you disagree, 248-539-9797. In order to take him down, you got to replace him with somebody. I'm going to replace him with somebody that I do think you got kind of a one-of-one, Sam Laporta. Mm. Sam Laporta has to be that fourth pillar. Think about this. St. Brown, there's always going to be another young wide receiver coming up. But when it comes to the tight end position – we could name the three or four difference makers in the league. You have one difference maker. If we were talking Justin Jefferson, yes, you keep him on here. St. Brown is good. St. Brown can do all. He can block. He's, he can make the catches. He's all about, you know. Yards after the catch, he, too. He, I mean, the, he, the work ethic on that man is phenomenal. But Sam Laporta is a unicorn. That tight end position that can not only block, and catch and do so many things. You have your Travis Kelsey. You have your George Kittle. You got your Mark Andrews. You have them here, and he's young. (laughs) You keep him no matter what because when you look at these other teams, don't care what – put it this way. On a Super Bowl run, Travis Kelsey is in Brazil on the off week seeing his girlfriend, and you know what the Chiefs said? Nothing because they know how valuable he is. I take St. Brown out. I put Laporta in. Now the one I was now golf. I was ready to replace golf with somebody. I think if you went five, I would have added Branch because mm. I think Branch is that other difference maker that you got that hard hitting safety who could also come up and play some nickel corner if you need him. He's that modern day defensive back. He is somebody that no matter what you franchise, you work it out, you talk to him, you go buy him a drink. You do not let him leave the three-one-three. Lions had a great rookie class. It Laporta, is Florida Branch Gibbs. Now the nice thing with Gibbs, you get the fifth-year option. You could tag him for a six-year if you Gibbs need is, to. Yeah, but once again, as we talked before, yeah, running backs got a shelf life. Right. That's why I didn't put him in there. Not, nothing against the player he is. But you, that's why I said St. Brown. As much as I love him, you if you're good, you can go find a court, another wide receiver in the draft and you could be able to replace him. It's why the Chiefs let Tyreek Hill go. And he was Tyreek Hill. Okay? And seriously, if you were on the playground and you had to choose between those two, most people are going to take Tyreek Hill if you're being honest. Chiefs said, no, you can go. And they won back-to-back Super Bowls without him. You know who they couldn't win one without? Travis Kelsey. In an ideal world, you keep everybody. 
You stagger all the deals. You rework the cap. It goes up. Your GM's a wizard. Everybody stays. The harsh reality in the NFL is you're right. The Chiefs did have to make a tough call, and Tyreek Hill wasn't part of their last two Super Bowls. Who are your core four for the Lions? 248-539-9797. George in Metamora, you're on 97-1. Hey, Costa, how you doing, bud? Hey, what's up? Not, not, not much. Uh, first of all, uh, Rico, I think you took most of what I wanted to say. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so you look at the last four teams, the final four this year, all of them had an elite tight end. You had Kittle, Andrews, uh, Laporta, and Kelsey. I think that's more important. Uh, and I almost want to say, and I would love to hear some debate on this, is wide receiver going the way of running backs where you just don't pay that position? And I would take it one step further than Rico said. I think that includes Jefferson and Jamar Chase. We've seen Devontae Adams, who was like the best a couple of years ago, get traded. A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. $25 million to Amon Ra. I love him. He's a dog. But that's a defensive end in free agency. That's sure enough your defense I just I think it's a waste. I don't want to say a waste of money, maybe a misuse of resources. I don't know if you're being a good steward if you are paying that much for that position. So, so Rico, all I've got to say is touchdown black guy. You hit it. That's exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, thanks, George. I mean, when, when you look at what St. Brown brings to the team, it is one of those that, yeah, he, he's good. But, I mean, we, we, you know, we kind of talked about his contract situation. If he front loads that thing, you can bring him back because in a few years, the Lions are going to find out what it's like to be a high caliber playoff team that goes all the time where every year you got to sit with the whiteboard and figure out who can we keep? Who do we cut for years past? It was just who wants to come to Detroit. You take them, you bring them in. But now the Lions are going to be in the, we can't keep everybody in the, we can't keep everybody. I like your first three, the golf thing, the quarterback, I'm going to accept the quarterback cookies because a quarterback is hard to find. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of teams still trying. David's team, you're trying to find a quarterback. They have all the other pieces in place. You draft a rookie, but now you got to develop the rookie, and now you got to hope that it fits. And what if it doesn't? Then you're Chicago, and you took fields, and it's not working out. And now we're at the top of the draft again. What are we going to do? So I like that. You 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 take the known. But Laporta, I got to take St. Brown out. I got to replace St. Brown with Laporta. Okay, I mean, some of this is Laporta's not going to be up for another three years. St. Brown's got a year left on his deal. But you do have to start allocating who no, the no, dudes are. To, to me, St. Brown is... You said the core, though. Yeah. The, the four I, I, people I, I that you have to yes. build around? I think St. Brown is part of that core. I do. I, I don't. I, cause I, I think I for think... all the intangibles and the tangibles. I mean, he can go yard for yard with just about anybody in the NFL. He's as dependable and reliable a receiver as there is. I think, I mean, receivers are, they're easier to get to. That you can There's find. not a lot of guys like St. Brown. There's not. I mean. Okay. Okay. I, I, I just, I, I mean, what, what makes him this special? Well, again, you're going to say he's not 6'5", he doesn't run a 4'3", 40. I'm going to tell you, he produces anyway. He gets open in man coverage and zone coverage. He catches the ball in the underneath routes on the gotta-have-it third downs. He runs for yards after the catch. He's a good red zone option. And then all the other stuff culturally. We talk about grit and the mentality right. and leadership and but building around. The, the pillar can't just be a good player. No, no. He has to be a person cookies, that you build around. Everybody, Every team has their St. Brown. That guy that they're thinking, that they're like, oh, my God, you you got this guy, and he's good, and he's good. And it's like, no, I, I, look at my, I look at Brandon Ayuk. 
Everything that you said, that's Ayuk. And guess what? Not paying him. I'm, I wouldn't pay him. If, if, if I'm John Lynch, sorry. Yeah, but you got a Can't Debo and you. an Ayuk and a Kittle and 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 and. I wouldn't have paid Debo. Like, there's certain positions where you don't break the bank. That's one where I can go out and find somebody. We were we talking about in the blitz. All of a sudden, the Packers go out and look at their receivers. They went out and found guys. Didn't that need top picks for that? I get what you're saying. I do. I'm taking Laporta over St. Brown. All right. 97-1. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, we may have buried the lead. Lions core four that you're building around. That was pretty easy. Sewell, Hutch, St. Brown, and Goff. But Rico says St. Brown isn't in the core four. No. You put Laporta in. Put Laporta in. Laporta. St. Brown is good. I think Laporta is special. Laporta is the tight end that teams around the around the NFL are trying to find. And there's only three or four of them now. You have one. You can, And he's young. Amon Ross St. Brown was an all-pro. He is in that top three or four at his position, too. Top so. receiver. But he's the number one receiver. Yeah, I was going to say, we get into this, like, does he line up in the slot? Does that make him less valuable? I know he's the guy they count on for all the big plays. He does. And I know when they didn't have Laporta, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Laporta, when they didn't have Laporta the year before, 
the offense was still really good. And they set, a, a, at the time, a franchise record for receiving touchdowns by tight ends, and it was right. guys named Shane Zilstra and Brock Wright. Right. You want to know why? James no, no. Mitchell. You want to know why? Because nobody was covering them. How many touchdowns did they get? They were wide open because nobody paid attention. You're right. Now, you look at Laporta, who is being covered, and he's still going out there getting it done. But why weren't they being covered last year? Because of St. Brown. No. That's an oversimplification, but having a number one receiver helps. You have a number one tight end. You have a tight end. Like most people have a tight end. You, you need this guy. You have him. He's young. You cannot let him I, go. Rico, I just couldn't fathom where they wouldn't get a deal done with St. Brown in the next year. Your pillars, I like your other three. Laporta is special. Laporta is something that most NFL teams do not have. Teams have number one receivers. And you could argue, well, this number one receiver is better than that number receiver. When you get to the tight end argument, there's only a few people at the table. And then you could say, well, if you're not Kelsey, if you're not Kittle, guess what? Laporta is there. We thought he's everything that Lions fans thought TJ Hawkinson was going to be. You actually got it out of Laporta. You have something that 90% of NFL teams do not have. I just think you're lower on St. Brown than, than no, definitely I, than I am. But uh, it's not lower on St. Brown. I see the value in Laporta, in that tight end that you can now keep. It's one of those, do you think the Chiefs will ever part ways with Kelsey? No, because you can't replace somebody like that. When you know where the ball is going and he still is going to get it, yeah, you. that's your guy. You cultivate that. You do not let that go. Devin, you're on 97.1. Right, I got out here quick. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, so, yeah, Rico, I, I'm heartbroken because I agree with you like 99.9% of the time. But... You got to pay Amirah, man. You got to pay Amirah. He is a top five wideout. Like, how do you not pay a top five wideout? The Lions have a top five wideout. Like, that's you have to pay him. He's a top five. I don't know if he's a top five wideout. He's all pro. I'll give him a top ten wideout. But, Devin, it's not about paying him. Uh, Rico. No, no. Devin, it's not about paying Get him. Get him, Devin. It's not about paying him. What I'm saying uh, is when you look at what Sam Laporta is, to me, he's – like. If, if Amara is gold, Laporta is platinum. He's a little more valuable. You're not wrong in what you're saying. You're not wrong in, in saying, like, Laporta is a is a, uh, a definite piece to the team. But Amon Ra is, too. I, how, do you, how do you just no, no, how no. Do you not pay no, him? Because, because he's – no, no, I didn't say you don't pay him. He said, who are the four people you build yeah, around? The core four. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. How do you not keep him in your core? Because – you Hutchinson, I got. I need an edge rusher. Sewell, I, you need that tackle. Golf is I your quarter. You. Golf is your quarterback. If I have to uh-huh. choose between the wide receiver and the special tight end, there aren't that many special tight ends. You, you when you can make an argument and be like, well, you can sit, Devin. We can sit at the barbershop and argue all day over tight. I mean, over wide receivers. It ain't that much of an argument right. over who's the top tight ends in the NFL. Right. So that's why you have I, honestly, one. Honestly, I, I feel like I you're right because I personally feel like 
Laporta was the number one tight end this season. However, with that being said, I I, I just keep saying I'm a right. He's top five, man. You can't. There's not many special receivers out there either. You like you said, there's a lot of young upcoming guys. There's always going to be the next guy. But Amara is just something special, and, man. And Devin, He's just something special. He is. But here's my argument for that, too. Tyreek Hill was special. And the Chiefs said, we're going to let you go. Okay. but, but and, and, and they kept winning, David. And they didn't have any. They had Kadarius freaking Tony. Why are they winning? They had Travis Kelsey. Because they, they have Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. That's why you can Mahomes. do that. And an elite defense this year. Right. And you know what they did? Oh, they did. Hold on. Hold to on. anybody. Devin. They didn't pay Tyreek Hill and spent the money on the defense and said, Mahomes, if you're that good, make these bums around you better. No, they knew he was that good. That's why you can let no, that's Hill what I'm go. Saying. Make him better. See, but here's the thing. You also said something in, in, in the conversation with Devin that I disagree with you on. You don't have to put Hutchinson in there because you need a defensive end and an edge rusher. I know you need that on your team. But they're also good. But he doesn't necessarily have to be a pillar. And he's not on my pillar list David, for the Lions. David. It's St. Brown, Panay Sewell, and Sam Laporta. I get Hutchinson. I get the conversation. But to me, he's not there yet, so I can't make him a pillar. Aiden Hutchinson, who finished top three in the NFL in pressures this season, who was a double-digit sack guy. He can earn himself there, but right now, to me, he's not. So I, I look at this as a roadmap for the Lions. Uh, they're going to have big decisions to make. They're chasing a Super Bowl. These are tough decisions. This offseason, you'll get a golf deal done. You'll get a St. Brown deal done. In the next offseason, we start entertaining you know, fifth-year options with Sewell and then Hutchinson shortly yep. thereafter. Laporta is, is two, three years down the road here. I'll worry about it when I worry about it. I got to keep my core four together. Cap will go up. We'll restructure some guys. Laporta's not as big a priority as the other four are to me. See, but I think we're having two different arguments. I'm not talking about signing right now. I'm right. talking about my, who are you building this team around? Who are untouchables? You sign them. You franchise them. You do whatever. You have a roadblock at the airport because you're not <laughs> leaving town, son. You're here. I wouldn't let St. Brown leave town. I wouldn't. I th- okay, 248-539-9797. I would not let him leave town. There are rumors, no real insider that's reporting it, but some of those aggregators on social media that say, St. Brown, $25 million a year, get a deal done, put him in the top five among NFL receivers, I wouldn't bat an eye at it. I think that's the kind of player that the Lions found, that Brad Holmes found in the fourth round. He found the guy who's an all-pro, who moves the sticks, who makes the offense go. You run the ball, you play pass off it, but when you need a clutch throw down the field, Amon Ross St. Brown clears everybody on this team and clears most receivers in the NFL. I would not let him to the airport unless he's flying on vacation this time of year, but he's not leaving Detroit playing for somebody else. But see, here's the other thing. When you look at all the teams that made the championship round, the tight end, safety blanket. That was the guy that they could go to on that play where you got to pick up some yards on the fourth and four in the Super Bowl. Who got the ball? Wasn't Debo. What? It was Kittle. You need that guy. I think golf, if you're going to keep golf, you're going to need that safety blanket. And that safety blanket to me is Laporta. I like St. Brown, but I, Laporta to me, he's one of three tight ends, maybe four. And then there's everybody else in the league. I can name off 10 wide receivers, and you can argue over where their rankings are. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the numbers. St. Brown, third in the NFL in receiving yards behind only Tyree Kill and CeeDee Lamb. He missed one game. He was 
third in the NFL in first downs behind only Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb. And again, he missed one game. So did Tyreek Hill. My point is he is at the very top, maybe not the tippy top, but the very top among NFL receivers. He's not, oh, maybe he's eight or nine or borderline top 10. The, the season he just put out right, there. But, I mean, he, put, he had a great season, but I'm just saying with receivers, okay, fine. You see St. Brown, and then you look at a Puka Nachua, like, okay, he went out there. He got it done. Like, there's receivers there. There's Jamar Chase of the world. Like, you, you mean to tell me if you had a chance for Jamar Chase, you wouldn't take him? But when it comes to the tight end spot, man, there's only three or four, and that's it. You have one, you can't ever let him go. It's the conversation. Who your core four that the Lions are building around? It's 97-1. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella. The mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. David, before we get back to the phones... Ticket text, core four for the Lions. And apparently the debate is about who's number four in that core four. What do people say? Someone says Sewell, Hutchinson, Laporta, St. Brown. Oh, so they kick golf out. They kick golf out. Someone's asking, what about Gibbs? What do you do with him? I think this is one of those things where second contracts are rare for running backs. Because he was a first-round pick, you get the fifth-year option. You could tag him on a six-year if it comes to it. Game changer, game breaker, but because he's a running back and this is a five-year down the line thing, and he's not most, a priority. Yeah, most running backs, the shelf life is less than three seasons. Ding, ding, ding. I disagree with Rico. I'd kidnap St. Brown before I let him leave. He's a top five receiver, no matter what metric you use, Steve from Detroit. Then another one on the other side. I agree with Rico about Laporta, but St. Brown is due before him. All the things about St. Brown leads to the reason he is a pillar. Uh, Eric and Wyandotte says, would Laporta be as good without the fearless presence of St. Brown? There is no ego there that's rare among wide receivers. It's a good point. The mentality of St. Brown yeah. is. I think Laporta would. Laporta looks like he's the type that you could put him on any team, and he would have gotten the job done. There's a lot of teams. Didn't the Raiders take the. Uh, who took Michael the, Mayer. Yeah. Yeah, out of Notre Dame. You don't think they're regretting that right now? Not to help Rico out. Laporta played at Iowa and looked really good. So I mean, yeah. I, I'm not. This is I'm not doing an anti-Laporta campaign on a Friday. You I just, hate Sam Laporta. Wow, he's your new Jared Goff. Another one <laughs> from Anthony. He says Aiden Hutchinson, Panay Sewell, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Then I save Sam Laporta. I think Gronk, Kelsey, Kittle all prove how important that position is. Lastly, if I had a fifth, it would be Golf. So he's putting Golf on the outside there. Uh, got to add in McNeil. But what this texter didn't tell me is who they're taking out. 
of the yeah. four. He's, he's adding an extra support beam he, to the house. It's a, it's a five-pillar house now. And see, the other one, I like Branch. If I had a fifth one, it's Brian Branch. See, this is the exciting thing. They're so good that you do want to add like a fifth brand, a, a fifth pillar and a sixth pillar and a seventh. Like throw a lean in there and but sure, I like Brian the fact, Branch. I, I like the fact that you limit it because now you have to really think. Tough choices. Because here's what the Lions are going to have to do. Down the line, the tough choices. Yep. We're going to let some of these guys go. Some of these guys are going to stay no matter what. To me, you got your quarterback. That, golf is here because he works. He works for this offense. He works for this team. This team believes in him. Is he an elite quarterback? No, he is not. When he signs that deal for $200 million, I can tell him people already right now, he won't get faster. He won't get more accurate. He won't be able to throw the ball down the field further. That's not going to happen, but he works for this offense. Laporta is a tight end that pretty much 28 teams wish they had, and they don't. Let's get to back to the phones. We got Jake. Jake, what's going on? Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, guys. How's it going today? Good. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say we got to the match. I'm in raw there. Um, comparison, comparison. I was thinking about as close as is as uh, Antonio Brown before all the head injuries he's got. Uh, kind of a guy that can do everything. He's uh, all over the field. He can play outside, inside. Uh, I know Rico keeps trying to bring up the Tyreek trade. Uh, it's really hard to fight against that because of how talented Tyreek is and what's he, what he's doing in Miami. But one thing I want to bring up is uh, what KC's offense has looked like without Tyreek, you know, all for them this year. And uh, Mahomes didn't have the greatest stats to end the year, and I think he really fell off because he didn't have that number one receiver. And I think uh, you're kind of undervaluing the position there, Rico. No, Jake, I'm not undervaluing it, but Mahomes fell off all the way to the back-to-back Super Bowl title. So I'm not crying for him, but he found out his wide receivers did drop passes. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the guy, my bread and butter, it's Travis Kelsey. And, Trav, you know how we do things. It's going to be me and you, and we're going to go up and down the field. Everybody and their mother knew that, in that overdrive, only two people were going to touch the ball. It was either going to be in Mahomes' hand or it was going to be in Kelsey. Pacheco, he was just he was just out there because you knew. Only one of these two is where this ball is going. And they won that way. And the world knew, and you couldn't stop it. Charles, you're on 97.1. Yes, Rico, I got a question for you. A little bit ago, you brought up if the Chiefs would walk away from Travis Kelsey – you said no because you can't find a replacement. But isn't that what the Lions did when they got rid of Hawkinson? They found a better replacement? They did. It's hard to do is what I'm saying. When you get that – Hawkinson was never that guy. We we, we thought, hoped he would have been. We thought he was going to be what Laporta was, but he wasn't. A lot of tight ends can take it to a certain level, and that's it. And then you have four, in my opinion, that are difference makers, and that's Laporta. He's a difference maker. Hawkinson, I'm sure he's he's doing well for Minnesota. They were hurt when he, you know, when he blew out his knee and he was gone. But Laporta, you can. It, it's like when Gronk was there, you knew the where the ball was going and you couldn't stop him. You know the ball's going to Kelsey. You know the ball's going to Kittle. You can now know that the ball's going to go to Laporta. You won't be able to stop him. I want to go back to something uh, two calls ago. Guy compared. Amon Ross St. Brown to Antonio Brown pre-CTE onset, whatever's going on with A.B. Throwing bags of penises. <laughs> you said it, not me. 
By the way, can we get that? Um, David, as a Steeler fan, I see St. Brown as more Heinz Ward. Exactly. That's exactly what he is. I, I, I know in, in early in um, uh, Brown's career, he did play a little slot, but he's an outside receiver. And Heinz Ward, that, that, that gritty run routing, that's what St. Brown is. But he's so great at it. He's a pro. He's all pro at it. He's already better than Heinz Ward. He is, David. But I think if Heinz Ward played in this NFL, I don't know how long Pittsburgh holds on to him. Well, if Heinz Ward was an all pro like what St. Brown was doing, they would hold on to him. They would. I mean, because Pittsburgh. Now, David, your team is the epitome of we don't really invest in our players. We're just going to recruit and we're going to draft your replacement. Very rarely does the Steelers hold on to somebody. They just go out and be like, "Yeah, I, man, you won an all. You were all pro this year. My goodness. Hey, you know what? Godspeed to you, but you're going to be leaving. Well, because here. usually we're not in the position where we are currently, where we don't have a quarterback. Offensively, when you have that quarterback, they fit pieces around it. Mm-hmm. You can do what you need to do, which is what Kansas City has done. Detroit, maybe they need the pieces. Jason Roseville, 97.1. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Hey, Love Jason. the show, man. Thanks. I appreciate you. Uh, I think uh, I would have to say the argument is, is that Goff and Amonrod go hand-in-hand. Hand. They make each other better. That's what, that's what makes that offense work, and they fit well together. Amonrod is clutch wherever you go. But we have a couple-year window in the Florida. So, he, of course, he one of so the, he's on the back tight ends. In the, it, well, it, yeah, it's a development. By the time we get there, how do we know that this team hasn't superseded all expectations like they did this year, and we end up having a, a better salary cap, we end up having more money to play with, then Sam Laporta, I think, is absolutely essential to this offense because what we have, and that's what I love about the city of Detroit, man, we're blue-collar workers. This, this is a team that just works together because we help each other. We accent each other. And I think this whole offense, it just fits well. Now, the guys that are leaving, I think Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have proved beyond any doubt that they have the ability to go find what they need, and they see that that diamond in the rough. Uh, Yeah, that was going bad. Yes, to kind of wrap his thought where his head seemed to be at, Brad Holmes is going to have to backfill, and if there's a GM you trust to backfill, if you can't keep everybody, that's part of the equation here. All right, we got more football next, 97-1. So let's do this here. Let's kind of look ahead. We have not had free agency yet. We haven't had the draft. Not a lot of players have been released off their rosters yet. But let's do this. I have five NFL teams poised to take a major leap, five that are going to fall. Let's talk about them all. Let's start with the leap. We have the Houston Texans and the Colts. I'll start with them together because they're in the same division. Take a leap. Texans, Colts. Are they going to take a leap? Mm-hmm. Texans, yeah. Texans will. I think the Texans have something. I think they have the coach that you need. They lucked into a quarterback that I think that he may hit a little bit of a sophomore slump because he's going to play a, a more difficult schedule. But I like the core that they have. Plus, if the rumors are true and they go like they go after somebody like Saquon, that could be the difference maker, especially in that division. Yeah, I mean, Texans won a playoff game this year. You would think second year for Stroud, second year for D'Amico Ryans, the cap space to play with. 
they should take a step forward. The Colts, it's a little tough, right? Richardson didn't get that first year under his belt. He's still a wild card of a quarterback. And while I think the upside's there, he's going to make mistakes. And I think those mistakes help hold you back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they're ready to take a leap. I mean, they they were a surprise this year. If anything, they're a team that may take a step backwards. Next two teams on the list, 25, so we'll do two at a time. Green Bay Packers, the L.A. Rams. You're you're the Packer guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think I think the Packers leap forward. I, I think that the Packers have a young core. They have their quarterback. They looked a lot different when they had all their pieces in place, when they had Aaron Jones and they had the wide receivers, and you saw the defense out there. They, they were getting it done. They're still learning on the job, but I like what I see with Green Bay. I think they do take a leap forward. The Rams, that's your guy. <laughs> I'm going to leave that to you. He's you know, special. They, they surprised me already this last year. I looked at their defense before the season. Rico, I watch a lot of college football. You watch a lot of college. Who were these guys? Yeah. And yet they ended up playing respect, respectable on defense. And, and their offense, that offensive line held together well enough for Stafford to throw to not just Cooper Cup, but also Puka Nakua. The big question will be keeping Stafford healthy. But if he's healthy, they're going to be in the playoff mix again. Last team on the elite list would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I think they have to, They're right? Come on, because they, they were one of the favorites to win the AFC. They were one of the teams that they were one of the teams that we thought was going to actually challenge the Chiefs. Yep. And then when their quarterback went down, you just kind of uh, your season's over. You have all the pieces in place. They just couldn't find a quarterback to lead them. What What is it? The teams, or the quarterbacks who have beaten. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Tom Brady, he's not playing, and Joe Burrow. Yeah. Is there any team that I'm missing here that you may think could take a leap? That hmm. could take a leap. I'll give you one. Atlanta Falcons. I feel like they were held back by not bad quarterback play, atrocious quarterback play. And how about a coach who actually wants to give their star players the football in a division that's winnable? I was about to say, Arthur Arthur Smith held them back. Yep. Okay. That wasn't even bad quarterback play because you know what a good coach does? Hey, son, give them the ball. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to find your strengths and we're going to make this work. Okay. Because he was just like, no, trust me. This is going to like, guy, we're out here getting killed. We drafted Bijan for a reason as a decoy. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know what? Good job, Brainiac. I could see them taking a leap. Uh, I thought maybe I was looking at Seattle, bringing in some fresh blood, new coaching staff. I I think they have the core pieces. Now they're going to try to run this back with Geno Smith, maybe the Seahawks. Okay, let's move to the teams that can make a, have a major fall. Start with the first two, the Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints. I see both. I think the Browns one's a little more interesting because people are going, wait, hold on, great defense. How are they going to take a step back? Do we know if Sean Watson's a good quarterback anymore? Well, that's just it. I mean, we should know something about the first four games because the rush should be gone. I know he got injured, but if – you come out there and you're three and one, four and zero. Oh, then yeah, you know what? You don't. The thing is with the Browns defense, you don't have to be elite. Don't get me wrong. If you're Jared Goff like and you're a system quarterback with that defense, you will go 
far. You don't need to be Mahomes. You don't need to be the playmaker. You don't need to do all of that. You know, funny fact about that, this year, you know who was more of a game manager? Who? Well, it was Mahomes. Look up his numbers. It shocks people when it you does. actually look at it. Next two teams on the list that can make a have a fall, the Denver Broncos and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Denver Broncos the Denver Bron- and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry. I saw something I probably shouldn't have. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos because I don't know what Sean Payton is trying to do there. If rumors hold true and they're actually going to draft a quarterback, you're telling your fans that, yeah, you're probably not going to get a C.J. Stroud that late where they're picking. They're going to take a step back. The Minnesota team, it depends on if they keep Cousins or not. Because I think with Cousins, Cousins playing with the with the talent that they have, I think they could have been in the mix. They they would have been playing where the Packers were. Because remember, Minnesota was winning. They had a good record. They knocked off San Francisco at home. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of stuff. And then when they lost the players, they, they didn't have enough to finish the season out. I see them stand there. But it, the Broncos... Sean Payton better know what he's doing because I think his runway ends at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, both teams have the quarterback question mark. I think if Minnesota keeps Cousins, they're more competitive. But let's not forget, they're not a great running team. The middle of that offensive line has been deteriorating for years. And while I'll give them credit for their defense, a lot of it was playing above the talent level. Flores putting them in positions where they could be aggressive and blitz. And it's a very feast or famine way to play. Does that run back and work two years in a row? I... I'd see them taking a step back, both of them taking a step back. And finally, now this is the list of those that take a major fall. Finally, the team, they went 6-11, and 11, the New York Giants. Yeah, it could get even worse. I think, I think it does. Boy. I, I, think, I think that they would take a major fall. You don't know what your offensive line situation is like, and the one – asset that you had on offense you're trying to get rid of is Saquon so let's just say you're able to make a trade for him you're trying to bottom out this year so yeah I could easily see the Giants with the first or second pick of the draft next year but you know what there was one team David that I think could make a rise and I think it's a team bear with me because this team would go out there despite all the turmoil that this team had, and they would battle teams to the end, and they would find ways to lose, except when they played Philly, and Philly found out, Hmm. man, this team's pretty good. Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. They were frisky. Right. They're not the most talented team, but they would battle you to the very end. So if Kyler Murray could just do anything – they may be a team that can rise up from from the dirt. And that is your NFL rise and fall football today. All right, here we go, gentlemen. Brand new audio heard this week on this very station. And it is sad. This is Jim Costa's last game. But uh, I'm looking forward to pulling audio of him every week starting Monday. Yeah. Here we go. When did the boards in hockey become the wall? I mean, when I hear the wall, it makes me cringe. When did the boards in hockey become the wall? I feel very good about this, and I'm, I did not hear it. 
I don't have to Evan jank myself. What I would tell you is that's Stony, and I think this could be an all yep. Stony episode. Yep. I don't know if Roberto's going to do it, but that sounds like Stony. First thing I thought was Stony. That's a very Stony. When did they start complaint. doing this? Right, exactly. What is the deal with these walls? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably falling for it. We all know what today is and was for Stony, so I'm falling for it. I'm going Stony. All right, let's go clean sweep. All right, everybody's in? Yeah. All right, who said it? When did the boards in hockey become the wall? I mean, when I hear the wall, it makes me that cringe. Go ahead and press that space button one more time. <laughs> Sticky keyboard back there? Man, forget about it. <laughs> All right, next one. Here we go. I will drive on zero miles to empty, freaking out that, okay, let's see if I can get there without knowing there is a little extra gas in the tank. Roberto, is that you? Because we do this in the parking lot every so often. <laughs> yeah, I did. yeah, the other day I told you that I was risking it. I'm down to 25 miles. Yeah. You like playing a little game, huh? Oh, yeah. Have you ever run out of gas? No. Fortunately. Never lost. That's what he said. Uh, let me see. Gator missed two days. He was sick, though. But see, that sounds like a Gator thing. Like, he turns little things into a game. Okay. Part of me thinks of Stoney, who drove around Indianapolis for hours and hours on end going nowhere. Wouldn't he run out of gas? Anybody else with a guess? I guess it's not you. No. That's a good point. (laughs) Ran out of battery. Right. It's not you or Rieger. Or is, Doug. Is this the one where he tries to trick us and gives us Heather with this? Oh. I'm going to guess Heather. Heather lived life on the edge. She was in all week. I, She'll I, be back now. I, I can't see Gov, like, ever doing no, that. No. 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 It's, it's a half a tank. It's empty. Got to fill this thing up. <laughs> we live in Tecumseh. <laughs> yeah, really. Whenever you drive is. Uh... Yeah, I believe it's Heather. But I'm gonna I'm, I'm just to be different. I'm gonna go Kang. I was about to say, you know what? I'm gonna go Kang as well. Just to be different and add some another name into this. Kenny, did you weigh in? Yeah, I said Heather. Oh, okay, let's yeah. go. All right, everybody's in. Who said it? I'll drive on zero miles I've to played that game before. Freaking out that okay, let's see if I can get there, knowing there is a little extra gas in that tank. There- that was Heather. I want partial credit. Stoney's in the clip, and he admitted to doing the same thing. I want partial credit. You get none. <laughs> Roberto, give me a ruling. Do I get anything? Um, No. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. All right, here we go. Number three. I, I do the card and flowers, and it's over and done with, and it's the thought that counts. Boy, sounds like a loving husband. I'm going to implement the Evan Jenkins rule. Mm. Oh, we could rule a... Well, it could have been Kenny on his drive-in, but we know middays. I'm a P1 of this station. I listen at all hours to every Mm. show. Except when you're working middays. (laughs) Let's see. One more time, Roberto. I do the card and the flowers, and it's over and done with, and it's the thought that counts. Lowest effort. Yeah, who's the least romantic host on the station? 
Probably, I'm thinking one of the two with the most kids. It's John. Or Doug. I can't see Doug doing this. He's respectful. Respects everybody. I can't right, see he him saying it on the air that he's basically ignoring his wife. Oh. Not ignoring his wife. He's saying this is as good as you get for me. checking the box. Right. Card, flowers, you, done. Right. You married me. You know what you're getting. I want to believe John's not like this. I'm going stony. I'll harpoon my future partner. It's John. I'll go Doug. I'll be different. All Kenny, right. Mr. Jank. He's not participating. So what do we got? He could say it now. We've all. Oh, okay. all right, I'm fairly certain it was Doug. Maybe during crosstalk. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is Kenny right? Who said it? I do the card and the flowers. Yes! And, you know, it's, it's, it's the thought that counts. Doug Stony. said something almost identical to this. Okay. Stony. Yeah, it just sounds like Doug. Like, you know, I, I did what I'm supposed to do. Nothing more. Cards, flower. Nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, cards, flower, check. We're done, right? Jim, Res- you said check the boxes. I actually believe he used that phrase on the air. I checked the boxes. <laughs> I don't do any more than that. <laughs> Keys to a successful marriage. Check the boxes. Do nothing more. Just simply meet the bare minimum. X-O-X-O-X-O. (laughs) All right, here's a bit of a long one, so stay with me. I could screw this up at any point. Exactly. Actually, yes, this is twice the line. (laughs) There we go. Only time you'll ever say that. (laughs) Yes, good drop. Thank you. Um, Here we go. I'm sitting there saying you are going to defer because... Although it's different rules for overtime than it has been before, you still want to see what the other team is going to do before you get on the field with your offense. God, that's so wordy. I hope it's not me. That's way too wordy. That's too wordy. It's got to be the host of middays then. Dang. One more time, Roberto. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there saying... You are going to defer because although it's different rules for overtime than it has been before, you still want to see what the other team is going to do before you get on the field with your offense. I don't know. Shot in the dark. Today's his day. Stoney, that's my guess. As good a guess as I can come up with. None of you, none of you feel strongly. No, this one's, this one's good, Roberto. Um is it Jansen with football strategy? I'm going to go Jansen. Can I hear it one more time, please? Oh, you're just, geez, do we have enough time? Is there enough time in the show? Can you use it um, in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there saying you are going to defer because although it's different rules for overtime than it has been before, you still want to see what the other team's going to do before you get on the field with your offense. I'm changing to Jansen. Roberto, one more time. No. no. <laughs> I'm running out of breath. I'm sitting there saying, I mean, you guys think he's smart, so I'm going with Gov. Jeez. Mm. All right, who said it? Who said it? I'm sitting there saying, well, you're going to defer because although it's different rules for overtime. You know what? You get it, cookies, before. but it was a weak answer. You, you were just like. Stony? <laughs> well, I didn't get I'll take what I can get. Rico, it's about whose fight song's playing at the end, man. That's it doesn't right. matter how we got there. You're... Say it with your chest. Say it. We're singing the Costacholi fight song. Plant oh. your flag. <laughs> See, Kenny? It does matter. Points don't matter. Who sings the fight song? 
Make your spread. <laughs> Shove it. Oh. All right, I got one more for you. Here we go. Could you could you repeat it That's again? That's Heather. <laughs> Here we go. I'm blinded a little bit by hard knocks. I'll admit it because I watched it very close. Who's talking about hard knocks in February? Dugger Gator. What the they got us into hard the, knocks? Well, no, they got into hard knocks more than any other show yeah, here. Remember true. they did the recaps the very next day? Right, but I remember I mean, no, the Dolphins had the was it the Dolphins had the mid year? But it's still February. Who's talking about our knocks? Maybe it's Paul Sarah. He's a big Dolphins fan. Ooh, Polly. Gotta be one more time. I'm blinded a little bit by hard knocks. I'll admit it because I watched it very close. You know what? Because we normally have one. It's like peanut butter and jelly. You can't have Stony without Wojo. Go Wojo here. It is his special day. I'm saying it with my chest. Stony. I'll go Gator. Gotta believe it's one of the guys from the midday, so I'm going Doug. All right, everybody's in. Who said it? Um, I think I was I'm blinded a little bit by heart. Uh, I, I fight song, fight song. <laughs> but listen to this. <laughs> listen to this though. Why does he trail off so hard? Listen very closely. Listen to this answer. Um, I think I was I'm blinded a little bit by heart. I mean, it's classic Stoney. That's Stoney, I can barely make that out. That's right. I mean, you got to keep the mic in front of you. Yeah, you should have said it that way, and we all would have guessed Stoney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all right, just, let me try it. I'm blinded a little by hard knocks because, oh, man, I'm watching very right cool. That's Stoney. <laughs> That's Stoney. I know it. By hard knocks, I, I admit, because I watched it. <laughs> all right, all right. And that is who said it. 97-1. 97-1, we'll talk earlier about passing of a baton. No, not Stoney and me. Miguel to Javi Baez reports. Javi Baez in good shape and good spirits. No word if it's the best shape of his life, David. So this is what we're doing now. No. This replaces the Miggy best shape Miggy of your life. Miggy can't be in the best shape of his life because, well, he's not playing for the Tigers anymore, but Javi is in, quote, good shape and good spirits. The focus this offseason was strengthening his lower back and his core. No word about actually, you know, swinging at pitches over the plate. I think I would rather have the Mickey uh, best shape of his life, even though he's not playing anymore. We need to get an update. Is, is he maintaining a level of conditioning? Is he still in the best shape of his Who, life? Mickey, I don't know. We'll Probably see. I don't not. know. What are people saying on the ticket text? Oh, my gosh. People are saying on the ticket text, I'm surprised you didn't do an all-stony edition. Of he was in. Who said it? Was he in all of them though? He was in pretty much all, all of them. All, all but one, maybe. I guess Heather, but she was still on the back well, end of that. Here, here's the thing, because it would have been boring. I, I told Roberto, put a lot of Stony in there today because it was his last day. Yeah. So now I can jank. Yes. <laughs> you didn't want to say it. Yeah. I thought he'll be here March first, but okay. okay. Yeah, he'll be with no, you. No, no, he will. But I'm like, yeah, what is his day? So I told him because he was like, I'm going to put them all. Like, no, don't do. All of him because we'd figure it out relatively soon. Mm-hmm. But you know, throw in about two be. or three of his. Yeah, someone is actually texting in on what you'll be doing next, Costa. They're saying I can't wait to hear the new morning show oh, yeah, on maybe. Monday. You know what? While I'm off, can can I real quick, David? Let yeah. me hijack the segment for us. Yeah, please go for it. 
So how do you feel about this? Are you excited? Like yeah. nobody's ever because here's the thing: we've been kind of giving Stony his parade, but this is big for you. So you've been very humble. You've been very quiet about it. But where's Jim Costa? Right now, what, what what are you feeling? How- yeah, I mean, like I think there's some awkwardness in the sense that, like, the moment is Stoney's moment. He's earned that moment. He's done this, as he said today, 31 years. I'm 31 years old. He's done this my entire life. So I, I think I've wanted the story to be about him. But I, I'm super excited. I mean, I grew up here. I've always wanted to to do a show, not just here in Detroit, but like on this station. So I'm pumped to get going on Monday. We've been throwing ideas around, and I think the key is like. I'm not stony. I'm not going to try to be stony. We're going to do our own thing, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Do you stay up late and just sleep when you get home? Like, how do you do that balance? Yeah, I mean, we can do a little impromptu Q&A. Yeah, I, I'm someone who wants to watch the games. I'm not a box score guy. I mean, in a but pinch, What's your cutoff point of a game? Okay, if the Pistons are playing a West Coast game that starts at 11, that might be one I got to I gotta watch the highlights of the box score. But... If it's a game that starts at 7, 8 o'clock, I'm going to watch it till 10, 11 o'clock. I'll pay for it the next day. I'm a napper. Okay. I, I think that's the only way to do I mean, now I've done the shift. Li- life before. gets in the way. I yeah. get it. But that's my preference is you take a nap a couple hours the next day and get all caught up. And I don't have kids. I don't have to worry about, like, David, you'd have to worry about getting people to, to school and back and practice. And I, I'm just going to get my sleep and get right back on the horse. I was about to say, that's the key. When you got to do the early morning shift, about an hour and a half power nap, yeah. take care of all your business, shut it down, you're refreshed. But now I was just curious, like, how excited are you? Because yeah. this is, I mean, it's big for you, I mean, and it's, nobody's it's really it's, talking I know, about it's, it. It's morning drive. It's the city I grew up in. It's this powerhouse station. Anything new? Like, is there a new element, like a new part I'm, of the I'm show that gonna, you're going to bring? Don't, don't I'm, tease I'm, it. Tease it. Just say it's I, coming. I'm, yeah. I, we, we have coming stuff up on. at 6.05 on Monday. <laughs> no, we've got a couple things that I want to get produced up that will be new features and different things. Because, again, I'm, I can't go in and do the show that they were doing. Right. It was like, because when I came with Mike, I'm like, because he was saying, like, you got anything? I was like, well, Mike, I've always done this, like, prop bet thing. Yep. So he was like, then we're going to bring that here. So we brought the prop bet casino with me. I've been following me like for the last couple of stations I've been at. But it's just one of those things that, you know, rather than the numbers, how about we bet on the things that you do in the game, the interest level stuff. So, yeah, uh, there's at least a few things that we've already bantied about that we'll put in at some point. We're not going to force everything right out of the gate. But, yeah, I think I think that's the fun is letting the show breathe a little bit with some specific things that showcase John's personality, Heather's personality, my personality. John's personality. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stop because apparently he's he's he, he bred his own bodyguard. Oh, it's earlier today? We, we, we had, you know, Stoney's little going away. Well, he's not really going away. No. We had his Stoney's celebration. Yeah. Stoney's party. So John comes in here with his son. And I was like, you know, John, I know you had one. Like, you had another one before him? He's like, no, that's him. That's a two-year-old? There's no way that <laughs> kid's two years old. Oh, oh. David, kid looks seven. I swear he had whiskers. No, so that was the t- <laughs> two years old. That was a two-year. Like, that's, that's, that's not the, the what? Yeah, he's going to probably be like six, 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 seven. Oh, my. Yeah. This kid, yeah, you could probably in about two years, 
he can line up on an offensive line at Michigan and hold his own. I was just saying, oh, yeah. man. I was like, wow. Who's the kid drinking a mimosa? Yeah. <laughs> Put a little more Bloody Mary in here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we still will have the two Grand Slam. So a couple days a week, chance to win a couple thousand bucks. That'll be on, still man. right away. Let me pray. Go ahead and pray. Now here's Heather with the news. Go ahead. Now here's Heather with the news. <laughs> no, it actually timed up well because she's back from maternity leave. She was here this whole week for Stoney's last week, and she'll be in on Monday with the whole crew with – with the new show. So. Right. She brought her normal looking two year old. Appropriately sized. So, John, I was like, is this kid seven? Nice, no, too. Like, oh no kidding. Okay. Normal sized two year old. That was he like, you know Rico, nice to meet you. Right. Like, your voice already changed, huh? Wow. Great kid, though. He, I, I, I joke, great kid. Yeah. Great kid, John. We love him. But you I were was trying just, to get him to commit to MSU on the spot. I was. It's I like was just. I, John I said, had to hit him with a let it play out. I said, "Hey, John, is it possible? Because I'm, I'm serious. I'm gonna pass this kid's information on to Coach Smith." And he was like, "I was shocked that John was like, you know what? If it happens, I'll be wearing MSU stuff." I was so, like, "No." So what you're saying is, his kid would be on the field. My kid would be calling the game. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'll take, take that. We get the middle middle son there with Jansen's kid. They probably be in the same class, That'll even be. even though your kid's like right, seven nine years, years older. older. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be in the same recruiting class. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Why? 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 He's the Pistons' twenty thirty draft pick that they got for the second round. Right. He he good. Oh, <laughs> uh, someone says so. Costa is basically just going to let mornings play out. Let, Let it play, play out. You know, an A2. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people are, are texting in right now saying they can't wait to hear the new morning show. They just can't wait to hear it. Exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, when I got when I got to the station. You're going to make I'll me wa- l- listen to it on the, our only day off, aren't you? Yeah, of course. You got to. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I mean, I came here and, I mean, you got to wait because we have so many good hosts. You got to wait for something to open up and Stony scaling back. Timing worked out well. So I'm pumped to get in there on Monday morning. We got football questions. We got football headlines. We'll get to that coming up next. It's 97-1. Guess we got a little bit of breaking news happening right now. Yeah, what do we got? Tiger Woods. He withdrew from his own golf tournament. So, yeah. seventh. Uh, he was on the seventh hole, and then he hopped on a golf cart and got carried off. So Never a great sign when you're on the golf cart. Is Evan going to be all right? I know Evan's obsessed with Tiger Woods. You notice Evan's not around. Yeah, I don't see him anymore, so I think he may be in the corner crying. Right, somebody needs to go check on Evan in the bathroom. Just to give you an idea of how, I was going to say obsessed, but I was going to clean it up. Whatever. Obsessed Evan is. He was carving out time for the announcement of Tiger's new apparel line earlier in the week. I get it if you're excited to see the guy golf. Evan wanted to see him announce a new apparel deal. That's the level of fandom. Yeah. It was an exciting time, though. Very exciting. Unfortunately. Sunday, yeah, but unfortunately, I, I think this, we may be seeing the end of the road for Tiger. Now, it, it's getting to the point, David, when athletes hold on too long and you start, it's almost like you, it's cringy. Like, okay, you know what? I don't like seeing you this way. Can you just let me remember you how great you once were and not this person? 
How many times have we said that about Tiger, though? It feels like every time something happens with him, we're like, all right, I guess he might be done. But it looks like his body is just breaking down. Well, I agree. Down. I, I don't you know like what it seeing is? that. It's that one Masters that he had that was so magical, all-time oh, great. so beautiful. And because he did it, everyone's like, hey, maybe one more? No, See, that, on, that was the on, perfect time to tap out and say, you know what? Next time I'm here, I'm be with, it's going to be for Charlie. I'll be his caddy. I'll be helping no. my son out. David, we've reached a point where we're looking at Shaq as a Celtic or Jerry Rice as a Seahawk. I can't let go, and, I, and I'm not going to let go. There's certain players that just no. You, you can't no, just can't keep going forever. You're Allen Iverson as a Piston. Okay. No, listen. I'm going with what the PGA Tour just tweeted out. It is not his back. I'm going to go with they says due to illness. He's back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Okay. Okay. Illness. It's not his back. Okay. It says oh, illness. Hey, I believe it. You know what? I, I believe I, I know the, football the, season's the, over. Do we have the, the real, flags the real, in the studio? Come the, on. The real Tiger would have just said, told his sickness, no, nah, go. Illness. He's sick of how bad his back is right now. Hey, <laughs> oh. Seriously, we're even in what they say. I, just To me, it's just it's leaning that way where – you know, this person was this great person, and then they're like, oh, okay, you're just going to keep holding on and playing for different teams, David, whoever will pay you. David, press release hall over there. Don't believe everything they tell you. I have to. I have to believe did that he, he's still going to play for the Masters, so he, if did, it's did, not did, bad. Did, did he get sick mid-round? Yeah, in fact, yes. I saw him on the 30. Was he, like, vomiting? No, I didn't see that at Kenny, all. Who, Kenny, who's the, uh, the NHL icon that just should have let it's, it go? It's Fedorov with the Ducks. Or yeah. off with the Blue Jackets, actually. Yeah. How long did Yager play? He, I, he's still playing in Russia right now. Incredible. I, I know. It's ridiculous. You're just like, I, I want to remember you as being great. Not like this. Because now it's almost to the point where you could take bets on when is he going to withdraw? When is he not going to make it? Not if he's going to win, when is he going to leave? Yeah, you know, it, it is sad to see. You know what else would have helped cushion some of this? A next great golfer. Very and we've true. had so many. We're like, oh, Spieth might. Oh, never mind. Rory before that. No. Rory, yeah. No. It's funny you say that because if you think about it, the best thing that happened to the NFL was Patrick Mahomes. Right. You don't miss Tom Brady. Brady's gone. Because remember last year, it was like, will Brady come back? Will he come back? You know what, Brady? We're good. Go enjoy your life. We got Mahomes. He's actually going to be better than you. And we can move on. He's already on the Brady cycle of people just being tired of him winning all the time. Yeah. That's how far into that we are. And he's only like right. six, seven years into his career. Right. But but it wasn't that where you had to wait a few years for that next guy. You literally got him the next year. He's here. Brady left, and then he won two in a row. People would be obsessed about Tiger regardless, but it would have been a little easier to deal with if we had, say, another one or two great golfers that you could just kind of, all right, pay attention to what's going on over here and let Tiger quietly fade into retirement. Yeah, but when, like the problem Tiger, is he does, he's not going to be quiet about it because everyone when Tiger is was interested that, when he was that dominant it was like Jordan it was there's no competitors like none of you are going to beat me mm. it oh, was, yeah it was Patrick Ewing nothing Carmelo Gary Payton right. nothing like because you know, Jordan's here going I mean dating myself but like when Magic and Bird they had they canceled each other out if one didn't play the other would have had nine titles but they split these titles amongst between the two of them. Jordan had nobody. The person he was supposed to have was Lynn Bias, who OD'd, and he wasn't there. 
So it was just him. So, yeah, Charles Barkley, nope. Carl Malone, nope. Ewing, nope. Reggie Miller, sorry. So, yeah. Tiger, it, 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 we may be looking at the, the end here. Feels like it. David, any ticket text before we reset at five? Yeah, someone say Mike Madonna with our Red Wings, sadly. But he's at a hometown boy, and but it was sad to see him on the Red Wings. Yeah, but I think he was a Livonia Franklin guy, so does that really count? I mean, someone's saying I was watching the tournament. Tiger sneezed back out. That's it. <laughs> They're joking, but his back is that bad where he may sneeze and it's well. Gone. You're right, because you were like, he's crying, but like he's not crying. He's in a golf cart and they hit a pothole, and he was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was just bumpy roads. <laughs> right. I can't do this. Like, brother, are you gonna hit every rock? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, someone says maybe the PGA wants him and begging him to play for Liv. Because of Liv? Like to get the... Uh... Get that money? Okay. Mm. Aren't they merging off of I don't know. Someone says Joe Namath as a Ram was sad to see. Rico, how was it? <laughs> you know, I actually do remember that, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> I was joking. Nah, nah, I mean, I was, I, I was young in the NFL right, game, right. but... Yeah, it's it's sad when you see certain players like like Emmett Smith as a Arizona Cardinal. Like I, I always applaud the people who just say, "I'm going to go out gracefully and I'm going to leave on my own." That's like Calvin. Calvin could have kept playing. Calvin said, "I played enough. You're going to always remember me as a lion. You're going to always remember me great. You're not going to remember the years where." You drafted him on your fantasy team, but it was only because he was always your favorite player, but really he stinks. Yeah, nowadays you see that type of player, you're like, wow, he's still in the league. Huh? Yeah, occasionally. 12. Right, occasionally you get that one like, he's still playing? Huh. Huh. Another one here, uh, JT and KZU says, Gordy Howe with the Detroit Vipers was the ultimate hang. Yeah, he was trying to get a long. record for yeah. scoring a goal in – consecutive decades yep he's got the gray hair when you see the photos because at that point do you just say you know what just shoot just just shoot <laughs> just have it, it just you know ahead. what you're gonna have an empty we're gonna do the face off empty net just just shoot no bring it back try it again just go <laughs> and then one person is texting in and i agree with them saying tiger woods is what kobe bryant looked like at the end of his career and it's, he's exactly right it is where you know, he was like, Kobe, I, I realize what you're trying to do. Like, the, you know, his final night. Yeah, okay. That was an amazing night, but it was fake. Right. They were pretty much, it was no defense being played. Oh, Kobe, is, let him shoot. So it would be like if Tiger, they let him bump up on some tees closer. Mm-hmm. Or, you Went know. on the amateur tees. Instead yeah, of- <laughs> exactly. We're, we're going to look away if you just happen to kick that one in with your foot. Yeah, it's that. It was Kobe. It was that night. It was like it was so contrived. Like okay, but it was the final night. Like guys, seriously, that that's that wasn't basketball that I was watching. No, it, it was it was like when uh was was it uh Michael was it Michael Strahan got the sack record, and Brett Favre just, just fell down. Down, yeah. He fell. I was like, are we really counting this as a sack? He got the record because Brett Favre basically said, buddy, I want to be the guy, and he helped him up. Come on. I, 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 if you're going to get the record, you do the record like Caitlin Clark did. 
with gusto. I'm pulling up from the logo. I'm not shooting a layup. First eight points. No and one. My, my The record breaker was a logo shot. Like, it was amazing. Yeah, she came out the gate. We're going to end this thing right here, right now. Eight points. Bang, bang, bang. That's it. I got it. And then score like, what, 49 points to finish the game off? Yeah. That's how it's done. All right, coming up next, Amon Ross St. Brown, a label that one of us wants to give to him. It's 97-1. Yes, I did bring up Lynn Bias. You brought it up. It's also uh, it was Stoney's final morning show earlier today for people who missed it. Odyssey app, go back, listen. He gave a thank you to a lot of people, including the listeners. Really cool that Stoney got to have that moment. He deserves that moment. And you know what? He also says something that I want you guys to do because I had to deal with this. Give Costa a try. We like Jim. We, we we give cookies a hard time, but he is one of the favorites of this show. I feel like you're a family member and you're going off to do your own thing. You're going off to do your own spinoff show that you were so good on here and doing stuff and on the weekends and at yeah. night. You have fantastic shows solo, but now you get to sit in one of the big chairs. I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud. And I want people. He's not stony. But he never promised to be stony. He's Jim. Listen to him, argue with him, fight with him, agree with him, but listen to him. Give him some time because you're going to enjoy it. And I don't even think you're going to need much time because I think he is going to be a spark that the morning show is, is going to appreciate. Yeah, you're Florida Evans. For those that don't know the reference, she started on Mall, became, got a spinoff to Good Time. That's what you are. You're Florida Evans. Or George Jefferson. Or George Jefferson. Yeah. You guys have been a really fun show to be part of. You know, my schedule as a radio nomad has been yeah, challenging. I mean, to not have the same schedule, to not build a show where one day flows into the next and we can have those those moments. So I'm excited to have those moments in the morning, work with those guys. And see, I know you – here's the one thing that I like when Mike is gone. I know that the same amount of work is going to get put in pre-show. That either I'm texting with you at night or talking to you the next morning. You're not just going to come in here unprepared. Cookies is going to have something for you guys every day. And I'll say this. I know you guys, and this is what I like about this show. You guys have accepted me for who I am. The smarm, smarmazon cheese, the costacholi. I can be insufferable at times, but I I want you guys to know that I like laughing along with those jokes. You guys have helped make me a bigger part of this radio station with the way you guys have ingratiated me to this this audience, the two to six. And I can't wait to build that relationship with people on their way into work every morning. No, it's not. So I'm proud of you. (laughs) You're going to have fun. Thank you. You're going to do a great job. All right, that's enough of that. Now, well, you guys aren't going to say nice things about me for the next hour. No, that's it. Bro. I was nope, enjoying that. That no was more. nice. That's it. All right, Monday the show starts. Now, now I'm reading your your comments and your tweets. Yeah, so. let's do this because you were having some fun with this. I posted my pillars of the Detroit Lions moving forward because you're going to see a lot of discussion about who to pay and who not to pay and who's worth paying, how much is too much. I labeled four pillars for the Detroit Lions. One of them was a source of some some tension. But the obvious choice is Panay Sewell. I thought another obvious choice was Aiden Hutchinson. I think the quarterback is by definition a pillar. And then I included Amon Ross St. Brown, who I, I will argue is a pillar of this team. 
Third in the NFL in receiving yards last season. Third in the NFL in first downs. So we're talking critical, reliable receiver. The mentality, the identity, heart and soul, call it cliche. I think it matters given the identity of this football team. He is going to be set to get that extension this offseason. And I would pay Amon Ross St. Brown. My label for him is pillar, cornerstone. One of the four biggest guys I want to build this Lions franchise around is Amon Ross St. Brown. So I sent that out last night. You did. And Rico, you were reading through some of these comments. Right, I didn't realize you sent it out last night because we were just talking. I'm like, no, no, no. let's scrap our 3 o'clock. Let's go with this for the 3 o'clock topic. And I do want to know, Detroit, who are your four pillars? Not who do you have to pay, but who are the four people that you build this team around and no matter what, you can't have them leave. You do everything around these four people. 248-539-9797. You heard Cookie say, Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, St. Brown and Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. It's a good list. I'm not bashing it. My thing was I take St. Brown off and I put Laporta in because you have a game-changing tight end. You cannot let this person ever leave. You have – and he's young. So you get to experience that whole Gronk, how Gronk just grew with the Patriots and he was the best tight end for a long time. Kelsey and Kittle – they're getting up there in age, so they're not going to be there in a minute. It will just be Laporta and maybe somebody, a couple other people. Okay, can I just tell you why Laporta wasn't listed? And, and it's not anything against him. He's got three more years left on his rookie deal, so he's not top of mind to me. It's not anything against Sam Laporta. Right, I, I, but I, see, I, when I, you said just the people, to the cornerstones yeah. build around. You think he's one okay, of the Okay, we four. just poured the concrete in on him, but you know what? We need that corner. Okay. We need that person right there. He's not going anywhere. And this is what's so interesting. You could say, well, uh, Laporte is a guy that needs to get paid down the line. Uh, Aline McNeil's a guy that needs to get paid down the line. Brian Branch, what he did as a rookie, he maybe. You can only have four. That doesn't mean you can't keep everybody, but you have to have guys that you are willing to to overpay and build around. Now, the funny thing is... And maybe you can't. Maybe the other guys, there's a debate, and you can't keep them. Funny thing is, is le- looking at some of the comments on your tweet, there's only one person that's unanimously chosen that you have to protect at all costs. Yeah. You know who that is, right? It's a big guy. Yeah. It's, it's your right tackle. Everybody else is like, no, because I, I was just searching, and then I found it. You have Hendon Hooker here. Golf shouldn't be on the list. Welcome to the internet. Was there a guy that advocated for Khalif Raymond in the comments? I'm looking at it now. Possible <laughs> hot take there, but I think Khalif Raymond belongs here. Hey, Jim, I appreciate your work. You do a good job. These four are great and all. Khalif Raymond, might I interest you and him in a cornerstone spot? Kirk Cousins equal Jared Goff. Oh, yeah, the, the Goff stuff. J-Mo will be on this list at some point. Be nice. He's getting there. Uh, the problem is I don't think you could have two receivers in your cornerstones, and I just think St. Brown embodies everything this team wants. Yeah, That doesn't mean I'm kicking J-Mo to the curb. I, I have to say that because people get very defensive and protective over him. I think everybody was encouraged with the way J-Mo finished the season. They were. Not just a big play against your Niners, but it, he no, was no, used no, more no, like no, a no. receiver and not a gadget guy. I, going back to the Denver game, that was the light bulb moment for me where I go, oh, he's got a route tree. They're using him as a real NFL receiver. Here's the unfortunate thing. Lost in the 49er game was J-Mo's game. Yeah. Had they won that game, 
we would all been talking about that. But it got lost in the, you know, should you have kicked a field goal? Should have gone for it on fourth down? You you blew a 17-point lead. Jamo had the game that Detroit has been waiting for for two years. And on the biggest stage, Jamo had that game that we were all like, man, could he do that? And it got we it got whitewashed. We forgot all about it. But right here, the wide receiver position, it's a valuable position, but I just think that there's new wide receivers constantly coming in from college that you could replace this guy with this guy. He may not be the same, but he could be something very comparable too. But if you get yourself a Gronk-type tight end, that's your guy for the next 10 years. You do not let him go, no matter what. That's why. Nothing against St. Brown, but I take him out of there. I put Sam Laporta in because his rookie year, he wasn't supposed to do this well this fast. I thought maybe by the I thought Especially at that position. I thought he would kind of be like J-Mo at the end of next year where it's like, okay, he's, he's doing something. Man, he took over the league, and you started to think, okay, he's going to fall off. It won't keep happening. No, it just kept going and going. So much so that I think it affected the line against the Rams game because you didn't know how effective a rookie tight end was going to be. He surprised everybody, especially in this city where we've been jaded about the tight end. Oh, you took Pettigrew and Ebron and Hawkinson, and you were happy to get rid of all of them. Not this one. And then there was, let's not do revisionist history. There was apprehension when they took Sam Laporta. They're like, I know it's not a first round pick, but it's an early second for another tight end. Couldn't you take something, a a tight end? They got great production out of nobody's the year before. Was Sam Laporta? But once you took a little bit of a deep dive and recognized, oh, at Iowa, he was actually a good player. Amidst that biohazard of an offense, he would get yards after the catch. He was their best playmaker. And then very early on, it didn't take long. We started seeing this guy make plays this season. Just so we're all having the same conversation. When we say pillar or cornerstone, I mean, these are guys that are non-negotiable. You will be extending when the time is right. You'll get a deal done. You won't bat an eye. If it means you lose somebody else, so be it. Who are the cornerstones for the Detroit Lions? And I'm glad you said that because I think that St. Brown has a cap. That if he goes beyond this, I can't. Laporta has no cap. Whatever you ask for, whatever the market price is, we're going to have to find a way to pay it. Who are your four? 248-539-9797. We're going to take those four that you call in for and you take a text next, 97.1. David, are we getting a consensus? The pillars of the Detroit Lions going into a critical offseason and offseasons to come. No consensus. Sewell, St. Brown, Hutchinson, and Gibbs, Carl, and Troy. Someone else texts in Sewell, Hutch, St. Brown, Laporta. Golf isn't on the list because other quarterbacks in our system should produce similar numbers. Are we doing the sending hooker thing still? Well, I think, well, yeah. Just just wait till he signs that deal. Now, the Gibbs thing, it's once again, you can find another running back. Because remember? Careful, Brad Holmes is listening. Remember what we all thought about Jamal last year? He he led the team and he he beat he records, beat Barry's record. Oh, what are we gonna do without him? He's the heart and soul of the lion. He cried in Green Bay. He <laughs> cried. How much did we miss Jamal? Not even a little bit. Right. So when you sit here and tell me 
This guy is the heart and soul of the team. The second he got offered a contract, he then badmouthed the team and went and moved on. And then you went out and got not one but two better running backs. That's why, you know, when I hear the, well, they're the heart and soul of the team, then you'll get a new heart. You'll find a new soul because it happens. You had Swift. And then you moved on to Jamal. And now you moved on to Gibbs and Montgomery. And when something happens to them, you will go find another running back. Rico's performing heart transplants to fix the Lions. Um, Yeah, if you trust Holmes, though, some of this is you can't keep everybody. He's going to have to keep replenishing the roster. The Gibbs conversation. Picking a running back in the first round. A lot of flack for it. And it wasn't about what happened in year one. Because that's a, that's a plug-and-play position. Running back, especially one as talented as Gibbs, was plug-and-play behind an Alito line. He delivered. The question wasn't what happens in year one. It was when you draft a guy in the first round, you want that guy to be there for 10 years. Running backs, that second contract yeah. is dicey. I, I'm not expecting a running back to make it to a second contract. Get the most out of him. Chase the well, Super Bowl with him. It can still be a good pick because you are chasing a Super Bowl. But, but I, don't always, view, I, don't, I can't put him in the pillar category. No, but it's always funny. Like, I remember it was a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Got taken in the first round by the Chiefs. Yep. You're thinking to yourself, you're in the greatest spot ever. How many fantasy people took him because you're the Chiefs running back? Except it was a seventh-round pick that actually won the job. Yep. Pacheco. That story is as old as time. Someone says, can't we build a Pentagon instead? Soon the Porter <laughs> Hutch, Galt, St. Brown. Give me someone else. So the Lions got like the fancy house on the block. They did the addition, and it's got like a wing on the uh, – yeah. There we go. The four cornerstone players are Sewell, Hutch, St. Brown, and LaPorta. Rob in White Lake. So he left off golf too. He did. Four pillars. Interesting, this one. See, here's – hold on, David. The reason why I don't think you can leave off golf because this works for him. When you get a quarterback that can produce and can score points, it's so rare in the NFL. You can sit here and say, well, he's not like this guy. He's not like – you know what? But he is like – he's golf and he scores. And they that offense works for him because if not, look at how many teams that are still searching for a quarterback and they don't have one. David would probably cut off his right arm to have a quarterback because you don't. Because with no quarterback, there is no system. Is there somebody is no asking? <laughs> David, are you right now. right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. They can take the left yeah, hand. I was going to say, compromise. Right. Negotiate a little bit. No quarterback means your offense just doesn't work. Yep. You need something, and it works here. He'll never be Josh Allen. He'll never be Mahomes. He'll never be... But he works for Detroit. He's, I don't think he's one of the four best players on the Detroit Lions. But he plays the most important position on the field, and he's more than held his own, and he's going to get an extension. I'm sorry, you guys. You can't leave him off the pillars list. I think that's in bad faith. This list takes him off, but let me read to you what it has. Four pillars. Sewell, Hutch, Decker, and Ragnow. Okay. Decker's on the last year of his deal. Ragnow had to clarify that he's not retiring for as much as I like both players. Yeah. I don't think they're long-term. They're, they're not. I think people missing a pillar means somebody that's going to be here NFL pillar, like five, six years. Is that a safe amount of time? Yeah. I mean, for a league where there's a lot of turnover, you got to get good players to yeah. last and they have a few five, six years. Yeah. So this, this supposed run that they're going to have no matter what happens, because it's going to change. I mean, once again, look at from the 2019 Niner team to this year's team. 
They only kept a core amount of players that were in both Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. You don't get to keep everybody. That's a great point. So, yeah, you're those two probably not on the list. Ragnow, I like him, but I don't know. See, but just to play devil's advocate for a quick second. David they is now lost, helping the devil. They there only go, lost Pastor. two games mm-hmm. when Ragnow and the entire offensive line was together. Right, but David, I, and, what what I said, can Ragnow keep it together for another five seasons? No, but I'm not looking for five seasons. That's I'm looking. I'm, next year is the year they say Super Bowl, right? That's all I care about. Okay. No, no. We're t- I know what you all are saying. Okay, and I get, okay, so you're trying to read into what the text yes, sent. Just right. understand, Frank Ragnow – just will finished, not be here. Yeah, he just finished his first year on a four-year deal. So, I think that's the last big deal he has in Detroit. My question for you, David, you brought it up earlier. Why no Hutchinson on your list? Hutchinson's not on my list because when I look at defensive ends, and I'm asking, he can eventually maybe be there, maybe another year. But when I look at guys that were young like him, they didn't need the help to be dominant. Bosa didn't, and I mean Nick Bosa, not Joey. Nick Bosa didn't need the help. Miles Garrett didn't need that help. T.J. Watt didn't need that help. They were just dominant on their own, and no one said, you got to get somebody else to pair with them. It's nice to have someone to pair with those guys, but you didn't need to. I'll tell you who Aiden Hutchinson is. It's a cross-sport comparison. He's Spencer Torkelson. They had the periphery stats. Oh, he's a bust. Uh People, that's David. Sometimes you hear something on the radio and you think it was Rico or it was Mike or me. or That was David. You can find him. You can email him. You can message him. That was David. Tweet at me. Here's the deal. X me. Spencer Torkelson. Early last season, they go, oh, where's the power? And for Aiden, where are the sacks? But everybody was telling you exit velo, hard hit rate, pressures, hurries. By the end of the season, Torkelson hit 31 home runs. By the end of the season, Aiden Hutchinson had big games, got to double-digit sacks. I'm telling you, if the indicators are there, and they are for Aiden, he's going to be a force for years to come. And that's why I said he can eventually maybe replace one of these guys to be a pillar. One day, maybe. But Torque needs help. Hutch needs help. Just saying. What a great sin. A young player, two years in, doesn't have it all figured out. I he like, really is sticking up for the devil over there. I sure am. Let me give you this one from Johnny in Commerce. Sewell, Golf. St. Brown, Ben Johnson. Can you have a coach in there if he's not your head coach? I guess. I mean, the way Spags is getting celebrated in Kansas City. But here's what I would say about Ben Johnson. He coaches well for three quarters of the game. If you're going to go off the field, don't you go Holmes? Or Campbell? Or Campbell, maybe, yeah. Yeah, What about Sheila? Ben John, I'm just saying, Ben Johnson's third quarters were consistently awful. That is definitely something he has to work on starting now. I mean, yeah, they, they would have a – I mean, tell me when you've heard this story. Lions jump out to big lead and then end up barely winning the game or losing the game. Because New Orleans, because you knocked Carr out the game, you won that game. Because we all saw how that was about to go. It was about to be the San Francisco game, except you didn't knock Purdy out. You knocked out Carr. I, okay. I agree. Ben Johnson, third quarter offense needs to be better. Some of this has to come onto Campbell's plate, too. Get the guys fired up coming out of halftime. Let's make that part of the narrative, too. How does Campbell wakes up fired up? I know, but he's got to get the guys there with him. Get him the, the venti double shot espresso supreme, whatever he's got to do. 
I think that's his drink. It's 97.1. What up, though, fellas? Robert Porsche and Aiden Hutchinson are the same guys. Tier two guys, almost tier one Pro Bowl defensive ends. Almost like when there was Reggie White and Miles Garrett type of level. So Reggie White at for Porsche, Just a step above, yeah. Miles Garrett for Aiden Hutchinson, a step above. So that's from Caller DJ. We also have some Tigers news. Not major news. In fact, minor news. They signed Keston Hiura to a minor league contract, according to John Heyman. Uh, second baseman, first baseman. He's played a little corner outfield. Spent, I believe, all the last year in AAA, where he hit pretty well. I don't, I don't know what the plan is for him in Detroit. But another bat, a little more depth. Certainly not Matt Chapman or Cody Bellinger, but they've made their point that they don't want to sign those big name guys. They want to give. Some breathing room for the younger bats to succeed this season, and here is not going to get in the way of Colt Keith. No. David. My four pillars would be Sewell, Golf, Hutchinson, and Aline McNeil. Another one texts in says, My cornerstones would be Panay, Aiden, Amon Ra, Laporta. They do have an explanation on golf. They say golf needs to be re signed, but he's not going to be the Lions QB. After four to five years, and that's what you all said about the pillar. Interesting. Okay. See, uh, I think the it, other guys are longer term. No, no, but here's the thing. If you extend golf, he's going to get you to about four years or five years. If, he, if he's on a four-year deal plus, you know, this upcoming year, that's five years for him. Someone says J-Mo will never be a pillar. <sighs> all right. Guys, I'm telling you this. By the way, that's not some giant slight that he wouldn't be one of the four most important players. He could still be really productive. He'd still be like in the top ten. Yeah, right. What were you going to say, Rico? Sorry. It, if the Lions had won that game, the NFC Championship game, we would be talking about J-Mo so differently. J-Mo had the – he's the only one that he – put it this way. It's what we like you to call – J-Mo had the big piece of chicken type of game, meaning he did the right thing. You get to eat first, J-Mo. You get the big piece of chicken, okay? Because – yeah, you went out there. You got it done. You scored that first touchdown. You made some key catches. You did what we've been waiting for you to do. And, Rico, tell me if I'm wrong about this. I feel like this city wants to celebrate JMO maybe more than anybody not named Jared Goff. They want because to celebrate they JMO. We were right. And it's just like Gibbs. Like, because mm-hmm. we came on here. You don't pay run back. Oh, you still feel that way now? Hey, guys, remember, you were in love with Jamal last year. Y'all was walking around with silly little hats because Jamal had him on the skiddily dilly dilly do, whatever mm-hmm. he said. And yeah. So, yeah, Gibbs went out there. He had his opening, that big coming out party against the Raiders. Yep. And he never looked back. And he, he was exciting to watch. We'll see how far it goes. But running backs. Have a short shelf life in the NFL. Yep. Rarely do you end up reti- being like that Derrick Henry type of run. Well, we talked about Mixon and one of the blitzes, 28, and they're like, I don't know how much time he's got left to be a productive NFL running back. I mean, that's just the position. I mean, and those conversations happened a year ago when he was 27. Right. I mean, running backs is rare. Like, you get that guy that, yeah, oh, it's 10 years like Jerome Bettis. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Normally, after about five, six years, okay, they're, they're on the clearance rack. Yep. Uh, non-negotiable. My non-negotiable sign, no matter what, are Laporta, St. Brown, Gibbs, and Sewell. Interesting. All offensive players. Right? Yeah, it is. Interesting. And then one more from Tom and Novi says, Ragnow is a pillar. Without him, the O-line takes a huge hit. 
That's another one. Old five years now. Here the, for the all offense, I, I think it's because here in Detroit we just love our offense, and you don't realize the defense in in the NFL means something. You have to be able to stop that other quarterback at some point. We got Pat Caputo in the studio. Pat, how are you? Defense means a lot in every sport. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you know, I was watching a hockey game yesterday in the last no couple kidding. days. And the Red Wings, they got a couple goals. You know, you look at their score, but their plus minus started going down here. Yeah, yikes. So, you know, that's not good. And NFL is the same, Kansas City. Oh, they won I think, I think we, all three of us said, mm-hmm. well, Kansas City's defense. Would the, be, the top three scoring defenses and the Lions were right. the final four teams. Yep. Right. Lions were in the top four scoring teams? They were. They, yeah. How do they do not scoring defense? defense. <laughs> Oh, Pat, you're feeling yourself tonight. <laughs> Pat's um, coming, oh, out, coming out like a cannon. He's ready. All right. Good stuff. Nah, you know, like no, you know, I'll talk some Lions and a little bit of the NFL tonight. I mean, you know, is it the quarterback or the coach? Is it Reed or Mahomes? Is it Belichick? Or I, and uh, I'll tell you what I think about that. Wrote a column about it for our website. Also, uh, get into some draft uh, talk uh, with the Lions. But I'm going to start out with some baseball. Did you see the I, I think you guys are really shocked by that. Yeah. They're actually pitchers and catchers there. I think, you know, in every story, man, it's like, man, the only thing I miss is the Miggy story. You know, how he, you know, he actually put on 10 pounds but looks so good, you know. And no, but you life. know what? Javi Baez is the new Miggy. <laughs> he is in a he's way. Done. He's healed up from the core injury. He's, That's right. Oh, yeah. Great shape, they say, Pat. Did you see the the Keston Hura stuff that just broke? They gave him a minor league deal. Yeah. I don't know if you have a read on that. I yeah. mean, I well, I'll get into that. Oh, okay, it's part That's of the show. That's called a tease, man. Oh, okay. You can't give it all well, away. I, I, he is a baseball guy. I respect Pat. I wanted to get his thoughts. I guess it's I'll have to listen on the way home. It's why Pat is one of the pillars of Detroit radio. Yeah, well, you know, we get into that. And also, look, the Red Wings have lost a couple games. What do you think? And we're going to have a contest where people can't look on their phone. And can they spell Fontecchio? F. Antecchio. <laughs> and, There's uh, a C in there and an H, an O. And $5 of the first person who says that uh, what college Shake Milton went to. Oh, Pat's got Pistons trivia. Mm. And we'll talk about uh, the Spartans. I mean, the Spartans are showing some life. 50 to 1 to win the Aunt Natty. We brought it up the other day. I go, I know they've been buried by some people. Well, they did it after the Iowa game last year. Start to wake up a little bit. It's it's that reunion game that all of a sudden, sometime in February, they look all. But you know, here's why, real quick, they end the season and you're thinking next year it's going to carry over, and then it falls right. in their face in November, December every year, and then they build it back up again. So yeah, you have high expectations. You were the number fourteen preseason. Well, they had all those freshmen. None of them have really done anything. That, they play know. like freshmen. Yeah, is what did happen. I mean, I thought Booker was supposed to be so great. Five star, you know. Yeah, I don't know who Welcome gave him to that Tom spot. Izzo. I mean, it's... Booker can shoot a three. Yeah, but that yeah. isn't going. Car can dunk. <laughs> Jeremy Fears was actually the only one that was good, was and playing. he got he got he, shot, and he got shot. Well, I got Pat Caputo coming up next. He's got a, a loaded show, lot to get into. That's and by it. the way, who played in college longer, uh, Malik Hall or Sam Hartman? That'll be awesome. Has Malik Hall been there forever? Feels like uh, I think Hartman. Yeah, I know Hartman. Hartman's got like six, he, seven years. He's got to drop his kids off at kindergarten and then go to football practice. He 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 was at the Senior Bowl and he actually went to the uh, 
you know, the uh, nursing home when they're down there. The real the senior bowl. Yeah, the real senior <laughs> bowl. <laughs> Early bird special, baby. Guy's been there 200 years. <laughs> College football. <laughs> Sam Harvey. Back of food always next. Stay tuned. 97.1. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.